0: can you be quiet please thank you
1: welcome to pirate radio live there's local politics bud i
2: want to shake his hand i want to shake his hand i want to shake his hand was that supposed to be funny
3: get these clowns out of here
2: why would they do that
0: do you have any freaking game
1: dude it's cocky bunch man now live from the pirate radio studios in the heart of the pirate nation here is your host Clip Brock.
4: Alrighty, Welcome in to this Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. What is on your mind on this Tuesday? Let us know and be a part of the show and we will talk about it right here on the program Shirley Rhodes is here the Chan Man, C.J. Schaefer intern Peter, Big Pete and uh, coming up we got Willie Smith joining us in just a few moments he'll be inside the Pirate Radio Studios, Brett Kennedy WCTI 12 will join us at around 3.30 at 4 o'clock we'll talk to Mully at 4.30 Antoine Staley, New York Daily News and it's pretty much wall-to-wall football talk on this tuesday because bryce williams will join us at five o'clock for the final hour of today's show and we've got some mike houston comments to get to so we are going three hours football heavy here on pirate radio live also it is tuesday i mean just tailgate tuesday pbr on the line we'll give that away a 12 pack coming up here in segment number one must be 21 or older and have not won in the month of september and you can be our big pbr winner we got a 12 pack for you coming up later on this segment all right um as we begin today's show i got some topics i want to hit and if you would like to jump in on some of these you can i want to ask the room at some point today uh what nfl head coach would you pick if you could pick one to coach your team Who would you pick? We had a pre-show discussion on this and had some different answers pop up. So uh, I want to talk about that at some point during today's show. Also, um, we didn't get a chance to dive into the NFL much yesterday. And uh, intern Peter said we should have a uh, NFL recap on Tuesday. So we'll have Peter recap the Panthers-Giants game. And that's all we're going to have time for. So we'll do that coming up later on in today's show. Uh, i'll go ahead and, and hop on this shirley while we wait for willie smith we'll talk pirate football and nfl meant to play this yesterday our our miami dolphins are off to a two and zero start as i i told you um they are the the team to watch this year with their nerd geek i don't know what he is head coach mike mcdaniel i just love the guy
5: he looks like a librarian
4: he looks like many things football coach not one of those things Uh, But yesterday, um, I wanted to play this. We didn't have time, so let's play it today. So Tyree Kill, Dolphins receiver, who had a monster game on Sunday, is giving, I guess, wheelbarrow updates after every game. Week one, he said that uh, his coach, Mike McDaniel, was going to need a wheelbarrow to carry around his, I guess the uh, medical term is testicles. Um, and then week two, there was another wheelbarrow he wanted to give away after the game uh, to his quarterback, Tua Valoa. And uh, let's hear what Tyreek Hill had to say after the Dolphins' comeback win over the Ravens.
0: Not only is Coach McDaniels going to need a wheelbarrow, he also going to need it. Tua going to need a wheelbarrow after the season. The, his money, his boatload of money. And also his coca <laughs> What?
4: What? <laughs> So Tyree kills passing out <laughs> wheelbarrows after football games. Week one went to Coach McDaniel. Week two went to Tua for his uh, his money, and also what what co-ca-hones. His cocaconus. Oh
5: uh, what, what what? Okay, never mind. I love
4: that uh, Tyreek Hill adds a, an extra co in there. I, I've heard of cojones before, but cocaconus.
5: Cocaconus.
4: Cocaconus is new to me. <laughs>
5: that is due
4: so uh, a lot of wheelbarrows going around there in uh, in miami after their two and oh start willie smith joining us inside the pirate radio studios Willie, what's, what's going on man how you doing looking good in the purple i appreciate it appreciate it <laughs> yes sir pirates uh two and one willie we'll talk some nfl as well but we'll start with east carolina and uh did you go to the game on saturday it was sunny, man. I made it. <laughs> Fairweather <laughs> Willie was there. No car trouble. <laughs> right, that so, was all good. I and was good. and seriously, how about the crowd? Chandler and I went for. Uh, we were able to go for a few quarters. That was a, a good crowd. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, man. It was pretty exciting to see the uh, the parts out there, man, and uh, to see how they played, man. It was pretty exciting. So
4: Campbell got out to an early lead and kind of look up and say uh-oh here we go again last year against charleston southern east carolina was big favorites had to kind of hang on at the end but that was not the case on saturday pirates took over ended up dominating there in the you know second third fourth quarters right and uh and played uh a, a pretty complete game i guess some things to clean up on defense uh offensively good i don't know overall what'd you think of the performance
6: yeah, yeah. O- overall, man, I thought it was a really good game. Um, that quarterback for Campbell, man, I I did not expect to see that. I mean, that guy is explosive. He has some big play um – you know opportunities out there, man, and, and he made a lot of them, man. And you know, it was times that the defense uh played really well on coverage, but then he just you know broke the pocket, man, and made some plays with his legs. So, um, he, he played really well, but I mean, um, the over, uh, overall, the defense they they got a control of it, and then the offense, man, they looked really good after the <laughs> Xavier Smith told us
4: yesterday on the players' lounge after the game, he was like. Yeah, I had to go shake that man's hand and tell him <laughs> and tell him good game. You got right. and I, did that ring any bells to you, Willie? Like after a game, you you battled, you fought all game, and afterwards you were like, yeah, I need to go tell this guy he's he's got some.
6: Yeah, yeah, man. When, when you go out there and you compete with a man and, and you know somebody's out there just playing an awesome game. You, you know you got to show respect after the game, man. It's, it's just it's due.
4: Yeah, and I feel like there was a lot of that Saturday especially compared to the previous week against Old Dominion. The guys came in after that ODU game and said they were yapping the whole game, trying to get ECU to commit penalties and stuff. Sounds like there wasn't much of that against Campbell. I saw Mike Minner and... Mike Houston after the game uh, shake hands and talk and I don't I felt like the respect factor was a little higher on Saturday maybe than the previous week
6: yeah yeah no I I would agree with you on that man and uh, man overall man the the guys just look poised out there like yeah they got they got down early but you know they they wasn't faced by it and they just kept going out there playing the next play and they put a lot of them you know back to back man and that's when it just kind of got out of control We're going to repeat
4: ourselves quite a bit because East Carolina, we're starting to see a bigger sample size and some things they're doing week to week. And one thing they're not doing... Willie is uh, committing penalties, and we talked about it last week. And hopefully, it's something we can talk about every week. But you you say the guys look composed out there. That's part of that, right?
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's part of it, man. Uh, Mike Houston, he's he's obviously preaching it, and you know, you got a lot of older guys on the team, so you expect to see more cleaner uh, play like this. So this is what we expect to see. I wanted to see special teams
4: cleaned up, and for one week we did. The right, kicking unit looked okay, and right. uh, not not too many issues with the special teams this week.
6: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean from from what I saw from the game, um, you know, they, they look very poised out there, very confident. Um, I didn't see any, you know, fumbled snaps or, you know, the old line like they did good when the protection on the PAT. So uh, every, everything looked good, man. Hold Naylor, seventeen out of twenty three touchdowns,
4: also ran in a touchdown. Another key stat: sacked just one time. Uh, o line has held up. Very good for him in the uh, pass protection so far this year. That continued on uh, Saturday.
6: Yeah, yeah. The O-line looked really well out there. Um, they, they definitely knew what they was doing. Um, the guys had good fundamentals when it was out there blocking, and they was all on the same page, so that's why you didn't see any blowers blows in the backfield. Anytime you see that, man, somebody didn't communicate, so from the O-line to the running backs, everybody was on the same page when it came to pass protection, and, you know, Holton, he did make some great plays out there, man. It, it was great to see him play that well. Uh, Isaiah Winstead leading
4: the way, six catches, 112 yards, has yet to find the end zone, but is East Carolina's leading receiver so far this year year still waiting on uh, what should be a lot of touchdowns for him this year CJ had a touchdown Jalen Johnson his first touchdown as a pirate Ryan Jones caught one where he was wide open ball distribution again Willie 11 different pirates catching a pass on Saturday
6: yeah no that's pretty amazing to see and when you see that as a pirate community man we should be pretty excited because that means we got a lot of weapons on offense and he he's feel confident in everybody you know so he's throwing the ball around and that just makes everybody you know play harder when you know you're going to get a chance at some point in the game you're going to play hard so that's, that's that's a really good thing man and I know you want to see that run game grinding how about 280 yards 185 of
4: those uh from keaton mitchell rajay added 39 and a couple touchdowns and once again we saw the young kid come in at the end marlon gun a 21 yard run had uh 40 yards on the day so pirates got running the ball holton naylor's got involved in that too so run game as you would expect against yeah. a team like campbell got going what will it look like against navy uh we'll, we'll see on saturday
6: yeah no it, it was really good to see the uh you know, I'm always looking for the O-line to, to get off the ball and hit people off the ball, man. And, and to see the running backs getting downhill, and you definitely saw that with Keaton Mitchell, man. I was pretty impressed with, you know, just how he got outside the pocket, how he was making plays with his legs, man. Because when he got downhill, man, he was moving. And it was it was hard to stop him at times, man. So that was that was really exciting to see. And um, Roger Harris, you know, he came in and he put some good plays in there as well. So that was really good to see as well. You uh, you mentioned, you know, watching
4: the O-line and, and you watch a game, I'm sure, different than we do. Right. We're, we're kind of following the ball around you're watching probably what matters on a play so <laughs> right. like so you watching like what What have you seen that you're happy about uh, week to week with this East Carolina team that you've kind of focused on?
6: Yeah, well, the, the number one thing is, man, guys know where they're supposed to be. So you, you're seeing, you know, the the linemen in the right right position. You're seeing the hat placement. You're seeing the hand placement. You know, the fundamentals of the first two, three steps on the run blocks. You know, even in the pass set, man, you didn't, you're not seeing guys opening their hips up right away that get some beat on the edge. So, you know, um, Coach Shane, man, he's doing a really good job with these guys of getting them on the right track. And um, it, they're just going to get better as the season goes on, man. Anything concerning you right now? I mean, that, that Haj Malik
4: Williams, great quarterback, he had 300 yards passing uh, and was able to to run a little bit, but I don't know, any, anything that worries you maybe moving forward you've seen through the first three weeks?
6: No, I mean, I think overall, man, you know, we've been seeing, you know, positive momentum with the team, and that's in all phases of the game. You know, we start off real slow with the special teams, but it seems like they're getting that on track, and you know, defense has just been solid all the way through. It, it's always hard to pl- um, play a quarterback that can make plays with his legs. Like, I don't care how good a defense is. You got somebody that can run back there. That makes it hard for anybody. Um and just, you know, really happy with how the offense is, is progressing, man. Willie Smith joining us. Uh Willie, you started your career on the defensive side
4: of the ball. Did you ever play against Navy or a triple option on the defense? Did
6: you ever see them? Yeah, I'm trying to think back, man. Um I know we played against Navy, but yeah. I cannot remember if I was on defense or not at that time. But
4: so 20, 2010 was a bad one here. I want to say twenty eleven was uh, was Dominique up there where you guys won. Yeah, uh, where ECU won. Right. Trying, I don't know if my my math my numbers might be off there, but anyway, I guess for an o lineman playing against Navy, it can be kind of boring on the sidelines as they are chewing up like eight minutes o'clock. clock. So right, uh, that that's one of the issues. You hope your defense can get off the field because if not. And the guys talked about this yesterday, when you play Navy, you're not going to get those 80 snaps you normally get on offense. You got
6: to make every possession count, right? Right, right. No, that's that's very true, man. Because they they really eat up the time of possession when they running that triple triple threat offense, man. And you know, from a defense perspective, man, they got to be you know really sound on you know who their assignments are, and, and everybody just got to make their play. Like don't try to make all of the plays. Just make your play. Do your job every single play. Fill your gap. And if guys play defense that way, gap assignment defense, then that's when you can limit that triple up that triple option. Because that that's what kills you, man, when somebody gets out of position and now everybody's out of position. Right. And Navy has had some
4: great quarterbacks over the years with Malcolm Perry, Keenan Reynolds was awesome. And and they've been great. But at times I still and there's no reason I should remember this guy's name, but Alexander Teach. Was a fullback uh, like twelve years ago, and just ran right down the middle of the field against East Carolina like five, six, seven times, and uh, and it happens. But you got to know your keys and all that. We we focus so much when we hear Navy on the offense because it's so unique. We only see it one time a year. How about their defense, Willie? Like, what do you do? You remember anything, or what is the the stamp on Navy defense with with Ken Deamantolola?
6: Uh, well, man, I, I really can't think back that far on what the defense was doing. Um, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what the defense does. At the end of the day, it matters, you know, do you know your assignment, number one? And then number two, how hard are you going to go? If you give your absolute best every single play, then it doesn't matter who lines up in front of you. You're going to have a good chance to win the game. I think there are some rules. Um
4: when it comes to how Navy, you know, Navy does that that blocking, you know, below the knees and yeah. the chop, whatever you want to call it, yeah. Um, and I believe that some of those rules uh, have been implemented now where they're not the same previously. So we talked to Xavier Smith like that about that yesterday and how on the line those D linemen are going to have to probably worry about the legs, but maybe once you get past the line of scrimmage, uh, maybe the linebackers not so much. But that is always an issue when you take on a Navy football team too. Is The way they block and the way they... uh just go after your legs, time and time and time again. It's got to be yeah. a nightmare for those defensive now, guys. You
6: know, now that you brought that up, I do think I was on defense when we played them once before. I remember in practice, just you know, constantly going over the cutting of the, your legs, and you know, in the back of your mind, like man, you're going full tilt. You don't want somebody to take your knees out. Like that's that's something that defensive players do think about, man, because that that hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, and
4: uh, and it's certainly a mental thing too, where you're like, man, right. uh, this this play could end my career. You know, if things are <laughs> right. bad. Uh, Let me see if I can find this. So the NCAA changed rules on blocking below the waist, and I'll see if I can find that. But uh, that's going to be a key because, again, you just don't see this kind of offense each and every week. This is an important week, too, for the uh, East Carolina scout team. Uh, Blake Carroll had talked up his scout team last year, and now they are going to have to somehow uh, become a triple option team at
6: practice and, and give these guys a good look this week. Yeah, no. the The scout team has their, you know, their work cut out for them this week because you want to make this as real as possible for the defense so that they can, you know, have a good feel on Sunday because you know you don't want to go into the game. And you're feeling like this is the first time you really felt it and, and, and seen the the defense or the offense in that, that scenario, man. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be key. And here is the rule. I'm reading this from
4: USA Today. Blocking below the waist will be prohibited on plays outside of the tackle box. Blocking below the waist will only be allowed by linemen. And stationary backs inside the tackle box, so we're still going to see a lot of pirates trying to be knocked off their pins by right. Navy at the point of attack. But right. maybe down the field, you, you won't see some of that.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, that's where it really matters, man. That you think about if they can get the lineman down up front, then they getting to the second level with a little momentum. So, you know, the defensive man. If I can remember back on um, correctly, man, it's all about really moving your feet and shooting your hands to stop that that guy from taking your legs out and moving fast. Like don't. Don't be slow because if you slough the ball, mm.
7: you're screwed.
4: Willie Smith joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios, East Carolina, two and one on the year, Willie, a wild another wild Saturday in college football. Did you see the end of the app state game with the Hail Mary?
6: Yeah, that was crazy.
2: I <laughs> I
4: mean, <it's, laughs> that was wild. Well, we've seen some crazy Hail Marys over the years where tip balls and uh, you know, Justin Jones had one here at East Carolina. Uh, just right. caught it because he's taller than everybody, and yep. uh, great Hail Mary there. Uh, you were a part of that game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. Twenty ten, but this one. The ball didn't quite get to the end zone by Chase Bryce. It's it's kind of tipped at around the three or four and it's caught around the five or six and the receiver kind of just runs runs it in and yeah. And then uh everybody's celebrating what a day. They had college game day there and they're able to cap it off with a, a Hail Mary win.
6: Right. Now and that that brings up a, a interesting thing that my coach used to always say was that, you know, if you run to the ball, good things are gonna happen. You know, whether that's offense or defense. If defense, the ball comes out, you there, you get a chance to scoop and score. Offense, if it comes out, hey, you get to keep the drive alive. So run to the ball. You never know;
4: Uh, those crazy things happen, and we can we can reel off a lot of highlights of those things happening. So absolutely, don't give up, uh, kids out there. Great message in life and football. Right. Uh, So uh, that was a wild one, Willie. Also, some, uh, and we'll touch on this later in the show, but uh, some good football being played in the state of North Carolina this year. You've got. North Carolina is a very shaky 3 and 0, but they are 3 and 0. Uh Duke is 3 and 0, NC State 3 and 0, App State 2 and 1 with a win over A&M. East Carolina is 2 and 1 with the you know what happened week 1 against right. NC State. So uh the state of North Carolina playing some good football. Wake Forest is 3 and 0 Willie and they got Clemson, in winston Salem this weekend. That'll be a big game. Yeah,
6: yeah, no nah, that that would be uh That'd be an exciting game to watch, man. Um, Wake Forest, that they're doing good in Clemson, man. You know they're going to bring it, so that'd be a really, really good game to watch. Great
4: matchup, offense of Wake Forest versus that defense of Clemson, and and who wins out? Last year and the previous years, it's been the Tigers, but we'll see if uh, Sam Hartman and Wake has something for him this year. All right, let's uh, let's dive into a little NFL. All right, um, we'll skip the Commanders for now. <laughs> and move on to something else <laughs> hey uh peter you want to talk about your uh, your panthers you said you wanted to do an nfl recap so uh let's hear some panthers talk chandler you're welcome to get in here too O and two peter what's going on in carolina right now
8: well you're gonna be oh and two when you are two for 15 on third down in the game mm, wow mean, the offense is just too predictable. I mean, it, you're, you're drop, Baker's dropping back to pass, and he's under center every time. I don't, I don't you don't see that too much in the NFL now. If you watch, if you go watch Josh Allen, you go watch Patrick Mahomes right out of the shotgun, right? Uh, they're running, they're running just it's too predictable. Um, defense can't stop the run, and you know I do give credit to the Giants. It does seem like they uh, they finally found their guy in Brian Dabble after a couple of years of you know kind of going through the whole coaching carousel. But you know it really seems like they seem to uh, have picked it up all right
4: um oh and two willie and and i know it's it's it sounds early to start talking about coaching jobs and stuff but look panthers fans were fed up with matt rule going into the year now you're oh and two now you got a division game against the saints you go oh and three oh and one in the division like you're i don't know man i don't know how much longer matt rule has there what do yeah, you think
6: i i highly doubt he'll be there you know, if, if he don't turn around, he won't be there alone, man. He, he's not sleeping well right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely not. Yeah, and, uh, and and the players aren't either. It's still early,
4: but it can get late quick if you're 0-3, right? <laughs> right. Like you, you, and you start to look up at Tampa Bay, and it looks like the Saints are going to be feisty. They're 1-1. One one. The Falcons are feisty. So, uh, yeah, Panthers might be in some trouble there.
6: Nah, you know what, man? I, that, that brings me back to when I was with the Raiders, man. We was losing, like, every game. And, uh, man, the practices, they really suck when you're losing, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. The coaches be busting your chops, man. They watching every little thing. Everybody's fussing. Everybody's mad. Everybody wants to win. It sucks losing, man. Who was the head coach there? In, uh, um, it was the Allen. Um, oh, Dennis Allen? Yep, that's right. That's who is pick. uh
4: with the Saints? now? Yeah, he's right? with the Saints. Yeah. Yep, yep i saw a stat i was gonna use i don't know if i should bring this up with willie but uh you mentioned dennis allen yeah i was gonna use this as sports trivia on uh wednesday it was uh worst winning percentage in nfl uh with 35 games since 1966 number one on the list for the worst is matt rule uh number two four number seven on the list dennis allen wow um and I'm not going to mention the rest because it'll be a question in sports trivia Wednesday night at AJ's. But uh, Dennis Allen getting another shot now with the Saints. And uh, how about that? Uh, did you see the fight during the game? Mike Evans going after Lattimore. No, I, I didn't see that. I have to pull that up. Yeah, that's uh, let's, let's it. Let's because see it. what do you think about suspensions for NFL fights? Because Mike Evans got suspended for a game for his uh, role in this fight. And you had the guys talking to Brady, and then e- Evans comes up and blasts him. Yeah, go and uh Sucks. and here they go and that is not the first time that has happened with those two players we'll see if we can find the uh the older video but mike evans has gone after him before uh yeah i think this is the old one because so there's there's <laughs> Jameis instigating it off right. how about your quarterback right you there him in the helmet. come on man and here's here comes evans boom out of nowhere Yo, so
6: if you laying them out <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> the saints and Bucks continue to fight uh does he deserve a one game suspension or is that you know football? i mean my,
6: my thing is they fighting the hockey all the time so why would he get suspended <laughs> in the NFL for fighting man
4: all right so we need to make it legal where you
6: can absolutely. drop absolutely let's like, let's take the helmets off and, let's go
4: and in hockey they drop <laughs> the gloves and football right. drop the helmet drop the helmet man and uh, and instead of getting suspended in hockey, you just get, like, a five-minute penalty. Right. So, like, hey, you got, you're got out for the next possession or five minutes, yeah. and then you're back in. Absolutely. Willie, they didn't get you as the football czar. I kind of <laughs> <I kinda laughs> like that rule. Yeah. Uh, Tampa starting 2-0. and o, Still don't look great on offense right now. They were without. I know Chris Godwin in that game, I believe, on Sunday. But uh, they're 2-0. and o and uh, knocking off the saints on sunday what do you think about brady and the bucks this year uh where do you have them in your pecking order in the nfc when you look at the eagles who are two and looking really good right now uh vikings packers where are the bucks right now are they at the top or, or near the top for you
6: well the vikings just lost right they got blown out by the eagles last night right right well you know because they got that guy at quarterback you know tom brady you always got to have them at the top of your list, you know, going into the end of the season, just because of who they have at quarterback. So Brady and the Bucs up there. Right. Uh, how about the defending champion
4: Rams? They're one and one, coming off a win. Uh, the Niners are everybody's one and one in the NFC West. I see that right now. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. What do you think about the Rams and uh,
6: out there in the West? Yeah, the Rams, man, they're going to definitely uh they're going to be at the end of the, the top of the division come towards the end of the season, man, just because of, you know, who's out there, the coaching staff they have in place, man. They they're, they're going to definitely figure it out.
4: Same question I asked you last week. Is Buffalo head and shoulders above everybody in the NFL? Last week you said no. Uh they blew out they they've outscored teams 72 to 17 their first two games. Yep. So I'm gonna ask you again.
6: <laughs> yeah. Is the answer the same? You still say no? Well, I might have to reevaluate it <laughs> a little bit, man, because I, I saw mm. a little bit of that game last night, and they look good, man. They look real good out there. So, And we know about Josh Allen, the Diggs, and that offense, but right. the
4: Von Miller and that the defense, I mean, they right. are a complete team right now. Yeah, yeah, they solid. They solid, man. But I ain't going to say head and shoulders, but they're solid. And Pat Mahomes and company still have something to say about that, too. They're right. 2-0 and coming off a win over the Chargers. So the 2 and O teams right now, Miami with their crazy come-from-behind win over Baltimore, Buffalo, Kansas City, and then in the NFC, you got the Bucks, the Eagles, and then those Giants are two and up So, wow. how about only six two and O teams after two weeks? It kind of shows you the the parity in the NFL.
6: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, man. It's it's a lot of teams that you know had a, made a lot of moves in all season, and it's showing now. Willie Smith joining us.
4: Willie, uh, we'll close it with uh, an ECU prediction. How you feeling about East Carolina Navy coming up six
6: o'clock on Saturday? Yeah, man, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I think the offense is going to come out firing. And the defense, man, they've been playing solid all year, and I, I think that's going to continue on in this game. And I I, I want to say we're going to be up 30 – well, I can say up 30, but score 30, 40 points in this game, man, and win it. All right, Pirates going to get the offense clicking again, and hopefully that
4: – defense can stop the option blake harrell uh, and his defenses have done a pretty good job against the option since he's been here willie uh for folks looking to to buy or sell uh what you got going on in your business life
6: yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate you asking, man. Uh, well, before we get to that, it was one of the fans, uh, ECU fans came to me at the game and said, hey, man, I uh, saw you on Pirate Radio. I heard you on Pirate Radio. So to all the fans that's watching, man, if you see me at the game, come talk to me, man. I want to talk with you. Uh, let's take <laughs> a picture cool. together. Let's do all that, you that's know. Cool. Uh, but as far as of getting in touch with me, you know, if you're looking to buy, sell real estate in this area, just give me a call of myself, 258-8168. And just look me up on social media, hashtag Pirate Nation Realtor. And uh, you read the Pirate Radio tailgates on too, right? Yeah, I mean. So it. Uh,
4: go chat with Willie over there. Talk Absolutely. some football. Willie, uh, we always enjoy your uh, your Tuesdays here, man. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate it, man. Willie Smith joining us. And uh, how about we reward you for listening uh, to this by giving you some PBR? How about a 12 pack right now of some PBR? Shirley, you want to go caller number? What you looking for today?
5: Uh, let's go caller number, let's make it quick, four.
4: Caller four. Get in now. 317-1250. You can be a big winner of a 12-pack of PBR. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday after this.
1: listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit UniversityPCCare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six figure income do you have what it takes visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more and congratulations to kevin Kozart of winterville picked up uh, a uh, case of pbr courtesy of tailgate tuesday well i drank
4: 12 so we're gonna give him a 12 pack
5: oh okay are you gonna be okay for the show
4: i had them Previously. I'm good. Okay. I'm good to go. right, right, just checking. P and it's called PBR, Shirley. Oh,
5: excuse me. PBR. PBR.
4: Pirate fans get stocked up for tailgating season with PBR at your favorite retailer. Look for the QR code on the PBR display. Register for a chance to win a PBR cooler full of air. Game day or any day. All pirates prefer
9: PBR.
4: Well done saw the Pro Football Talk power rankings coming in at number 31, the Carolina Panthers. Is it Ugh. that bad?
5: Yes, it's that bad. I don't know if it's that bad.
4: I guess it is that bad.
5: I don't know where the Titans are right now. Oh. Because they got <sighs> drubbed last night.
4: Shout out, Chad. Uh, Sorry, Chad. Titans are still getting respect at number 13.
5: I don't know why. Because they did not look good last night.
4: Charlie, I'm proud to say our Miami Dolphins are number six.
5: I love how you say our Miami our Dolphins. Our
4: Miami Dolphins.
5: My Miami Dolphins.
4: I goes Broncos coming in at a cool twenty five. Broncos Nation.
5: How you dried. feeling? How you feeling at twenty five?
4: Uh the commanders are commanding the twenty seven spot. The Chicago Bears, number twenty eight. So there you go Got some. where great. are the cowboys how about them cowboys coming in at number 10 <laughs> they they got a good win i'll give them credit
5: okay so who's dead last
4: oh i just uh flip, i believe and look this is now is this how it's going to end i don't know but who who do y'all think should be last i already said you're number 31 chandler there's 32 teams you're next to last. The Colts. The Colts is correct, Peter. Oh, wow. And that's why you're the best NFL Scotty intern Montgomery in the Is Montgomery still
5: on that staff?
4: Surely that is a low blow, but the answer is yes, he is.
5: Okay, just checking.
4: Coach Moe, uh, struggling right I, I, now.
5: I, I, it, it was not intended to be a low blow. And I, I was just asking. I guess
4: they're going to be better, but man, they were shut out, right? Did they score against the Jags? I think they were shut out. And then tied the previous week with the Texans, got lucky to tie. So they deserve their last place spot right now at number 32 all right let's head out to the pit electric live line and talk to brett kennedy wcti 12 he joins us here on pirate radio live to uh talk about his chiefs about the pirates a little high school and more brett how you doing man
3: yeah clip it's been uh going pretty good uh it's been a while since uh, we've talked
4: well i saw the chiefs were doing well and also brett i uh, i went by my parents house friday after work and uh they were watching uh wcti 12 and had some uh some havelock Newburn pregame pre-game talk going on and uh, i saw brett kennedy and i saw the hair and i gotta say uh the hair is looking great brett i guess the, like the better the chiefs do the higher the hair gets it's looking good man
0: yeah
3: i probably need to get a haircut here pretty soon i'm going to a wedding this weekend i probably should have gotten a cut beforehand but It'll be fine. I'll I'll get a haircut probably next week or so. But
4: <laughs> Oh, I thought it was great, man. I say keep it rolling. Keep it going.
3: Yeah, got a, I, got, I got product to keep it up. Keep <laughs> yeah, that TV look going. So. Well,
4: man, you said something there we have to address. Who's having a wedding during football season, Brett?
3: Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's, my roommate from freshman year of college is getting married yeah, in Granby, Colorado. Uh, this this Friday, and uh, I'm flying out Thursday, and I'm just gonna stay there through the weekend. Uh, go to my alma mater's football game Saturday, Colorado State. Nice. Um, and and uh, just kind of hang out with some friends over the weekend, and I'll be back Monday. So.
4: Did you say the wedding's Friday?
3: Yeah. Okay. The, the wedding's Friday.
4: Well, so uh, Bryce Williams, who uh, will join us later on in this show, has had. Two weddings here in the last month and, and or the last few weeks and it's during football season, but they've been on Friday. So I gotta give a little kudos to that. If you're gonna get married during football season, put it on a Friday so at least you'll have your college football Saturday and uh, your NFL Sunday.
3: Yes, you've got to strategize for situations like this. People <laughs> need to realize like this is a this is a big issue and I've told my buddies in the past, look, I'll go to your wedding, but it it just it can't be during football season because that is a big no no. So, yeah, I lucked
4: out on this one that it's on Friday. Brett, uh, we'll talk a little uh, Friday Night Lights and what's been going on on the Blitz, also some NFL. But how about uh, you got some pretty darn good college football to cover uh, here in Greenville and, and across the state. It's been a nice year for North Carolina so far, the state of North Carolina when it comes to college football. But how about this East Carolina resurgence, Brett? You've been here a little while now. I think you missed the darkest of the days, but uh, you've seen how far this team and this program has come in, uh, in Mike Houston's tenure. And uh, it's been pretty fun to watch on Saturdays.
3: It has. Yeah. The last couple of weeks, uh, the offense is starting to finally get it together. The ground game's getting rolling. Keaton Mitchell, it seems like now he's rushing for a hundred yards a game. Rodney Harris is right behind him scoring touchdowns. Those two are, that's the best one-two punch in the nation, right there. Uh, it's those those guys are really really fun to watch. And in my time here, this is the best pirate defense I have seen. Um, they're, they're, they've got uh, they've got some some real big playmakers all over the place. Uh, a guy that really stands out is the newcomer this year, linebacker Chance Bates, um, who is the, the the grad chance transfer and uh, had a pick last week against Campbell in the red zone and uh it's been nice to see west craven boy shandre mims yeah. uh, as a pirate on the defensive line he's been making some plays um so uh it, it, it's been it's been fun to watch this team uh it sucks uh, we i don't want to talk about the past nancy state but man if ecu would have won that game <laughs> they'd be getting top 25 votes right now but you can't think about the past you got to move forward and uh, this Pirates team trying to go for three in a row
4: this week yeah and, and a couple of names you mentioned there Brad, uh, you know, grad transfers transfer portal guys that have come in and become part of the team immediately and we have Isaiah Winstead on with us Monday on the Players Lounge he's been fantastic, Jalen Johnson uh, is a transfer who had a huge game against Old Dominion, got his touchdown last week. So you, you, you've got all these, these upperclassmen who have been in the program and have built this thing up, and now you, you mix in these new guys. Mike Houston and the staff have done a great job in the transfer portal, which is obviously – just as important as recruiting now in 2022 college football. And they've, uh, I don't know they've hit home runs, but they've definitely hit some stand-up doubles uh, with these guys. They have come in, fit right in, and as you've said, uh, put some good performances on the field.
3: Yeah, yeah, they've, they've come in and they've bought into what uh, Mike Houston and the guys are trying to do. And uh, it, it, it's so funny about those receivers with Jalen and Isaiah. Uh, that was the big question for ECU going into this season yeah. on offense. Everybody knew what they had in their offensive line everybody knew what they had in their running backs. the big question was a wide receiver and Mike Houston kept saying just trust me trust me on this Isaiah Winstead and Jalen Johnson are the real deal and through four games here I mean, they, they look they look really good or through three games here they look they look they're living up to the bill um, so that they, they got to keep it going but it looks like uh, Holton is really getting connected with these guys and it's it's worked out for guys like CJ Johnson who works out of the slot now and he doesn't get he doesn't get like double covered now he can actually work over the middle and he's had a good season now that he's been able to kind of work and maneuver his way into the middle there
4: Brett Kennedy, WCTI 12, joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. It is Navy week, Brett. The Pirates have struggled with the midshipmen over the years. They've never beat them here in Greenville. Picked up their second win against Navy last year on a wild one back and forth. Owen Daffer long field goal. So trying to make it two in a row for the first time ever against Navy and trying to win it here uh, in Greenville against the Navy for the first time ever. And, boy, the Pirates are big favorites. I know – vegas is confident in east carolina probably more confident than i am just because i have terrible flashbacks of seeing navy put up a crazy amount of points at dotty ficklin stadium but always a different week it sounds like though the pirates are prepared and have been preparing for this option to
3: yeah the uh, the triple option of navy is one to always watch out for this is why navy is always you never can overlook navy because of that triple option it's so it's so tough to defend but i think this year ECU has the defense ready to to, to hang with it, uh, and you're right. Last week or last year between these two teams, great game, one of the best games ECU played all year, uh, right down to the wire. Uh, I think it's going to be this game's going to be closer than people think, uh, at least in the first half. Uh, I would I would expect Navy to hang around for a majority of this game. I'm still picking ECU to win, but I would I would suspect Navy to. Uh, to, to hang around a little bit here. And it's going to be a ruckus environment. You don't see very often that ECU opens the year with four straight home games. Um, so that, that's cool. That's awesome for the fans. Uh, it's going to be a great game. Going to, there's going to be a flyover before the game, which is going to be awesome. Uh, ruckus environment. Dowdy's going to be rocking. Got to love it. You always love it when conference play begins, because that's when you really get into the meat of the schedule. And uh, we we're starting that this week with Navy. Brett
4: Kennedy joining us. Brett, you say it, it could be close for um, uh, uh, at the beginning for a half. Uh, we might see a lot of ECU games that way. Uh, but the second half has been when the Pirates have uh, have taken a stand and taken over. Uh, if my math was right on Saturday, I compiled it. Uh, ECU outscoring opponents 64 to 13. In the second half, we saw it against NC State, obviously against Old Dominion, and then Campbell scored early, didn't score again. So, that look, three games in, still more to go, but that's a decent sample size to say this team is going to be uh, strong in the second half of games this year.
3: Yes, so that's, good, that's good to have uh, that, because that's good resiliency. Uh, that, show, that shows that your team's got resiliency. Uh, and, and you're right, ECU's dominated in the second half, all three games they played. Uh, the one thing they just have to worry about is just starting slow in a lot of yeah. these games, kind uh, of figure things out from the get-go because that's, that's been the one, if you want to talk about one weakness for the team, at least on offense, they just they, they getting out of the gate right as the game started. They've been kind of slow to figure things out. But it's a long season. Um, these, these are good problems to have, especially if the team's winning. Like Mike Houston says, it's always nice to talk about these things after a win and a loss um so they they got they got a win last week that's just the one thing they have to work on is just just uh starting out a little bit quicker out of the gate here uh and, and that starts this week in in conference play here
4: brett kennedy joining us brett uh will be i guess away this week for the blitz as uh brian north gonna allow you to get off on a friday then that's crazy uh brett congratulations <laughs> good for you
3: yeah, I couldn't believe it either. I about fell out of my chair when he asked <laughs> go. But I, I, I told him, I said, "Look, this is going to be the only time this year on the that I'm going to be." playing. And I said, "This, this guy, this wedding's really important. He goes, just go, just go. We'll, we'll figure it out." So,
4: look, the way Brian talks, I don't think he's too upset with having to get out of the house on a Friday night. So, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, I'll have to do this. The blitz without me this week, but uh, he'll 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 be fine. We'll we'll have enough guys to
4: uh, to cover the big games at uh, least at least this weekend. Coming off, uh, New Bern taking care of Havelock last week. That conference is going to be awesome to watch each and every weekend. D.H. Conley was off last week. We'll have Conley football for you as they take on Northside Jacksonville in their conference opener. Brett, uh, what have you seen from this point? Uh, teams and individuals who have stood out to you as, uh, heck, man, we're, we're almost halfway through this high school football season. It's flying by.
3: I uh, know. It, it, it's going by real fast. Um, well, I mean, you mentioned New K.J. Sampson's right up there with sacks, the top in top the state there. I think he has 10 sacks, which is good for second or third in the state right now from, from New Bern. The, uh, the the Florida State commit, um, he's he's played really well. Good matchup, New Bern against Jacksonville this week. That's going to be our game of the week here on the Blitz. <clears throat> another game. Another guy that I'm keeping my eye on, Yesterday, I went, to, I went out to East Duplin, Duplin County. I went out to East Duplin High School. Uh, they, they have everybody back this year, it seems, except the quarterback. Um, they're, they're running the ball all over the place, East Duplin. Avery Gabby, uh, a name to watch out for, or Avery Gabby, excuse me. Um, Avery Gabby, he, he's, he has 15 total rushing touchdowns right now, which is good for fifth in the state. And uh, I went out and interviewed him uh, yesterday, so we're going to run a piece on him later this week. He's been doing great, um, and then you've got just guys. I know Havlock had the, the little hiccup last year or last week in Bern, but uh, Javante Vereen, the NC State kid uh, at, at t- that tight end wide receiver hybrid combo that they have there, he has been stepping up really good. And then you got you got guys uh, that freshman quarterback playing for Riverside this year. Riverside's undefeated. He's he's played really well. That that stands out there. So. There's been a couple guys this year that uh, that are off to strong starts, for sure.
4: Brett Kennedy, WCTI 12, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Brett, before we let you go, let's talk uh, about your Chiefs and the NFL. Chiefs off to a 2-0 start, 1-0 in a very tough division with the win over the Chargers last week. And now they're pretty big road favorites against the Colts, who are 0-1-1 on the year, coming off just an awful start to their season, tying with Houston and then getting blown out by jacksonville chiefs meanwhile uh looking pretty good i'd say pat mahomes seven touchdowns what he's been doing through a couple of weeks so uh i guess you're feeling pretty good to start this season
3: yeah it's still pretty good i'm, I'm scared when we play the bills in a couple of weeks because the bills look like these <laughs> they look like a freaking wagon right now like that cannot be stopped but uh yeah, it, it, I mean, uh, it was nice to uh, – I was a little nervous against the Chargers last week. We had a seventh-round rookie bail us out at the one-yard line with a 99-yard kick-six. So that was that was pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, Pat Mahomes continues to be Patrick Mahomes, uh, slinging the ball all over the place, sidearm, touchdown passes and all. But we're playing a Colts team this year – this week that last week did not have um, Michael Pittman at wide receiver. They didn't have DeForest Buckner. And they didn't have Shaq Leonard at linebacker. Uh, if those guys come back and play this week again uh, at Indy, when when Indy's taking on the Chiefs, it should be more of an interesting matchup. So I'm not looking over the Colts just yet, but yeah, the Chiefs have they have such a tough schedule this year. They've got one of the tough, toughest schedules in the league because after Indy, we have to go to Tampa and take on Tom Brady. So uh, and then we've got to play, come home and play the Raiders and. I know the Raiders are zero and two, but they're always tough. And then we got to go and host the Bills, so and then we got to go to the Niners. So we've got some tough games coming up that are going to prove a lot about this team. But it's always nice, uh, two weeks in, to be one of the. Uh, I think the Chiefs are one of six undefeated teams. <laughs> yeah. Which right there, the Giants are in there. The Dolphins are in there. Like it's it's crazy. So uh, it's been
4: a fun year so far. Yeah, and, yeah, and you mentioned it there that uh, you know going into it, it looked like the AFC West would be the toughest division, and the Broncos have really struggled out of the gate, especially offensively. And, and Nathaniel Hackett is making some. Uh, I'll say interesting coaching decisions there on the sidelines, clock management, things like that. The Raiders are 0-2, but they're going to be a pretty good team. And you just cracked uh, the ribs, I guess, of (laughs) Justin Herbert. So uh, we'll see if he can go this weekend. Uh, It's been a bit of a slow start for those teams, but it sounds like you think, and and I believe as well, um, as this thing keeps going on, the AFC West is going to be one of the toughest. i got to imagine the Broncos and Russ and that offense gets clicking at some point, right?
2: Man,
3: you would think so because, my goodness, that Texans-Broncos game this past weekend, if you had to pick probably what was the worst game to watch <laughs> over the weekend, that by far took the cake. Yeah. Um, it's just, Nathaniel Hackett, I know, I get it. It's his first year as a head coach. He's trying to figure things out. But I have never seen so many fans call for someone's head after two games of the season like I have with Denver – they were counting down the play clock the fans were in that game because of the clock management and just uh, everything that was going so bad for Denver. And you're paying Russ all this money you would think they would get things figured out because that's a playoff caliber team. Uh, you got Wallace Rose Hill alum, Javante Williams carrying the ball uh, in the backfield, former UNC alum there. Um, Denver's going to figure it out, I think. They've got They've got one of the easier schedules in the league this year and um, I think the Raiders will figure it out as well. The Raiders, they they blew that game to the Cardinals. That was a wild finish there. Uh, they'll figure things out, and uh, we'll have to see if if Herbert can go this week because he was in a lot of pain for the Chargers last week with his ribs. Um, you gotta you gotta applaud the guy for being tough and uh, getting uh, gutting it out through it. But uh, I think this, this division, it's a slow start, but again, it, on paper and at the end of the day, this is one of the best divisions in the NFL, No they'll, they'll turn it around.
4: Brad Kennedy, WCTI 12, joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Brad, always great to talk sports with you, man. Fun catching up with you. We'll do it again later on this season, and uh, enjoy your weekend off and uh, heading back home, and also uh, we will... See you back on TV on the Blitz next week and on WCTI 12. But enjoy your uh, your brief time off, Brett, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road, man. All right. Sounds good, Clip. Uh,
3: hopefully, uh, I mean,
4: Washington, it could be worse. They're, they're one and one right that, now. Uh, uh, that, yeah, we're out of time, Brett. We're not talking about the commanders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could be worse. And now we've got to take on this Eagles team that looks like world beaters. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm not feeling great right now.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, but, I mean, they they, uh, they won week one. That was a good win. Uh, um, they, they, they
4: could be worse. Look at Brett, always trying to cheer pe- cheer me up. and cheer. That's just the guy that Brett is. Brett, uh, thanks, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right,
3: sounds good, Cliff.
4: All right, Brett Kennedy joining us. And uh, I think Brett is just being a nice guy and not being a troll. But you never can tell with people these days. There was no reason to bring up the Commanders when I'd already wrapped up the interview. But I do think a lot of Brett and think he was sincerely trying to cheer me up. But I I guess just moving forward, if I'm having a conversation with you about life, sports, baseball, anything, uh, and then when I'm wrapping up the conversation, don't bring up the Washington Commanders. Just moving forward. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll wrap up the hour, and I will ask the the brain trust here if you could have one NFL coach to run your team. Who would it be? And we'll have those answers when we return on Pi Radio Live. Back with you on a Tuesday after this.
1: You're listening to hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
5: Geez, one of these days this Michael worked. All right. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 59,000 followers today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock.
4: Mike Mullis in studio alert. Mike Mullis in studio alert. We're going to talk to Mully here to wrap up Hour 1 and kick off Hour 2. Mully, great to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. Chan Man is here. Hello, Chan. What's up, Clipper? Good to see you. CJ and uh, Peter, before you get out of here, I gave you a homework assignment. Before the show, we'll spring this one on you too, Molly. If you could pick one NFL head coach to run your team, who would you pick? Current, active NFL head coach. Who would
10: you pick? Hmm. Uh, is that? Are you asking for an answer or is that my homework as well? Uh, I cool. need it done. It's like, more like a pop quiz for you. Okay. I need uh, it now. Yeah.
4: Let's start with CJ because I think I know what he's going to say.
11: I'll take my own head coach, Mike. uh, That's a good start. I almost said Mike Houston.
4: Mike Tomlin would probably be on my list, if nothing else, for consistency. Right. And it seems like the players like him. There's not – which is funny. There is a lot of drama over the history – but that's been more about Antonio Brown and Le'Veon
10: Bell. And Ben Roethlisberger. I think as them being individuals more so than Tomlin. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't think anybody does a better job of handling that kind of stuff than Tomlin does. Maybe so. I mean, yeah. he, that dude keeps the ship moving.
11: I think what stood out to me was, especially with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, he was able to keep them under control so long, and as soon as they leave the Steelers, everything kind of bursts out. You know what I mean? So now, once they leave the Steelers, like how how much work had he put in to keep them at bay after seeing what they've done after leaving the Steelers
10: well let's also face the fact uh, Tomlin will be a tough dude like in a stare down like I don't think you want to get into a confrontation he's witty enough but he bites enough with his comments that I I think it would there wouldn't be a ton of conversation I think it's hey here's the deal Uh, you can take it or leave it can he go over 500 with Mitchell Trubisky that would be a heck of a coaching job
11: this will be his toughest task
10: no last year was worse they were brutal last year to end up to, to be 500 didn't end up 500 won over they were nine and eight. Yeah, they, they were one over, over. Yeah. We He hasn't been less than 500 no i do that i mean i didn't know if they were dead on 500 last year but last year man they were bad molly there's 17 games now in the nfl you can't be 500 oh you can't have a tie
4: damn it he got me <laughs> when's the last time we saw a tie that oh never yeah happens. last week
9: <laughs> <laughs> um who wants to go next uh I said Dan Campbell earlier, but Chandler I'm, has a type. I've got the meat heads, He said Dan
4: Campbell and Mike Brabel. He likes the meathead player coach guy. My
9: final answer was Sean McVay. He's a young coach who I think is very energetic. He I don't think he's I think he sleeps maybe two hours a night. Uh he puts in the work and uh I think How the players like him. I've I've seen documentaries on Sean McVeigh. How many? Like three? You sure you're not thinking about Tim McVeigh? <laughs> well, so, no,
2: I, I no have I'm s- thinking about
4: Sean. <laughs> I have seen those dogs. You don't know who Timothy McVeigh is, do you? No. Yeah.
9: I figured. Uh, read a book, Chandler. Why, what's what's the difference between reading a, a book and watching a documentary?
10: I'm not going to answer that. you got to experience it for yourself, son. These books are neat things.
4: <laughs> uh... I like that answer. Steve Hill, Facebook Live, that was his answer. That was the first name that came to my mind as well. Maybe not the first, but the first name I landed on. uh, Kyle Shanahan is on my list because it seems like no matter what running back they have healthy or at this point quarterback they have healthy, they always have a winning team. And both of those guys, by the way, were Redskins assistants years and years ago. Uh, I think my final answer would be Sean McVay.
10: Molly, who would you say? I, I guess I'd go Belichick if he could bring Brady. Uh, no, no, I mean, he can. But I mean, has anybody had any more success than him in recent? I mean, no, but, but he's getting, he he he's ain't getting had nothing there. now. No. He's getting, you know what? And I like, for some odd reason, like Cliff Kingsbury. He seems to be like a dude. has got a little fire about him. I, I hear he only sleeps two hours a night. Hmm. I watched the documentary and, you know. I do no Kings, I, but, I think you know I think I would I mean I'd have to go bell check. I mean it might be a short short run but I I, I think the Patriots stink this year. I, I don't disagree with you. Mike Jones is very good. Ah uh,
4: Peter, who's your pick? I'm going Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. Yeah. All right. Up in Buffalo.
8: I think a lot of people forget about Josh Allen's first 2 years in the league he wasn't that great but you know that coaching staff really helped him turn around and now you can see the kind of player that he is now
4: who was their offensive coordinator <laughs> the ball or now ken dorsey ken dorsey
10: yeah who was uh with the u Panthers. you know what yeah. i think we overlooked a guy too that just it just hit. brian flores would be i mean to come on he's not from, an active coach he is an active coach he's not an active head coach He's on staff with Tomlin and him, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, I was saying active NFL head coach. Okay, well, I mean, you know, but that, he should be. What he did in Miami under those circumstances? I mean, pretty it's, good, pretty good coaching job. Honestly, the real answer is Mike McDaniel.
9: I was going to say, that anybody Miami's think about coach. Mike McDaniel?
4: I did, but I'm not ready to say it yet, but <clears throat> I love Mike McDaniel. I just don't know when things get bad. Hopefully, he's got some veterans around him because if he if he's going to get in the face of a defensive tackle... And fire her up a tag detac- I don't think so.
10: Yeah, I, and, yeah, and different guys do that different ways. Like I feel I mean? like Tomlin could do that. Sure, I don't know if McVeigh is a guy that can really do that. And, and I think a guy like Belichick just
4: cuts right to the quick. And you he know, would like, be good. For you know, that. you know what I mean? I. Yeah, McVeigh's ever gotten Aaron Donald's face? I, I mean, probably respectfully. Maybe, maybe so.
10: I mean, th- there is. You know, you win enough games, you have the reputation of a winner. These guys are professionals. True. They were, you know, so I think he's he would be a guy that's got enough street cred that he could probably say, "Hey, man, you know, we need to talk about this." Mully, if you, how about if you could have one active baseball manager to run your team? Oh, wow. Um, I, I again, I want to bring one off the. I want to bring Clayton McCullough off the first base coach's <laughs> box, just you know, for lots of reasons. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing in baseball. You know, I I kind of like. Uh, I kind of like the job that Gabe Kapler does. I
4: just i I picked on him a lot when he was in Philly. I think he's kind of a
10: lunatic. But I tell you what, he earned a lot of my respect with the little situation with the pitcher last week. When oh the yeah, guy shows him up on the mound and and instead of handling it, and blowing him up and. Taking him down the tunnel and addressing it the right way, that that you know, and I do think he's a different guy now. I mean, I think he's a he's a strange, you know, kind of a strange bird, but I think he's a it's a perfect fit for San Fran.
4: People make fun of Brian Snicker and some of his decisions, but as far as well, now you're being a homer. I'm just talking on a radio show. Well, okay, kind of. But you were answering your own question. I didn't see anybody jumping in. Uh, as far as getting along with every, like being a a player's coach and I don't know the guys like him respect him will fight for him That you want that in your coach in your manager he won a world series last year Mully okay is you, it uh, a terrible decision look, if he is my choice I love when
10: Clip argues with himself
4: I'm arguing with you speaking of that
10: there was these these little comments that have been made on the air one of which was with my two children with me <laughs> on on the pregame show and Chandler makes the comment that he just mullied <laughs>
9: It and was my, <laughs> it was a she
10: and my whoever and my son my youngest son looks at me and goes dad what do they so why do they say your name and I'm like well that's a good question I don't know I have to get to the bottom of this and we'll have that answer for you when we return on hour two of Pirate wow, Radio Live cliffhanger
4: so <laughs> actually <laughs> that was a cliffhanger if you're one of Mully's children listening stay through the break listen to our great sponsors and we'll tell you what mullied means we'll have our definition and examples we'll use it in a sentence when we return after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today. At university the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clipper on.
4: All right. Looking at a tweet from Brad Powers. I think he's a gambling dude. Uh, he's got the 3 0 against the spread teams in college football with the cover margin. East Carolina coming in 11th uh, right now at plus 7.7 points. So uh, ECU 3-0 and against the spread this year. Two is, is Brad Powers related to Chad Powers? Uh, or, or Jack Powers? Did
10: you see the Chad Powers?
4: One thing? at a time. Uh, I did see Chad Powers. Do you know who that is, Jim? I do.
10: That was a great video. It that was, was cool. For those that don't know, it's Eli Manning dressed
9: up as a walk-on at Penn State. I thought Penn State was a ra- random school for him to do it for. but Well, I don't know. But I mean, it was the, a good video.
4: With the connection is there. I have done a major turn on Eli Manning. Not that I ever disliked him as a human being, but
10: I disliked him as a quarterback since he played for the Giants. Well it's easy to make a major turn considering he's not playing quarterback anymore. So that you know, so you kind of didn't like him as a human being. Good addition,
4: Molly. Uh, but him being on the Manning cast. He's awesome. His sense of humor. He is fantastic. And his football knowledge, obviously. Manning Cast, did you watch a week one? hmm. It's back next Monday. Mm-hmm. Chandler and I are fired up.
9: Yes, sir. Can't wait. And the week one was perfect. That was a good way to start the season with the debacle that was with the Broncos and Seahawks. And they had Shannon Sharp up there screaming and saying, Kick what? So that was a good way to start the Manning Cast of the Year.
4: Molly, I like you way more than you like me. And when you came in today, I said, I'd love to watch some NFL with you. Yeah. You know what else I'd love to do with you? Tell me. You sure you want me to tell you? I mean, you? easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, and I've talked to Bryce Williams about this, do a watch-along for ECU on a road game this year. Hang out, watch the game. Okay.
10: Be on YouTube, well, I mean, Facebook. We, we've done those types of things.
4: How about, uh, I'd love for you to join us for one. That would be great. That would be an absolute blast. We, you, Bryce, me, Chan, man, Shirley, the crew mm-hmm. here. Yeah, be great. Alright, you heard it. Done exactly. deal. Uh, we'll do that at some point this year. Uh, Alright, what is a mully? How does someone mully? Uh And by the way, I remember that I- I remember part of what you're talking about. I think we might be using "mullie" uh, for a, a different a different definition for "mullied." My mind is just being the ultimate contrarian, taking the other side of a point. Yeah. How are you using it in that particular?
9: So that day, we talked. We went out to the tailgate zone, the Pirate Radio tailgate zone, and talked to uh, Caitlin, Troy, Weaver. The, and Caitlin Weaver. And Caitlin Weaver's daughter of Billy Weaver said that we were going to shut out Old Dominion, and then she said. That the final score was going to be 41 to 10. So then I said, she mullied herself. So, I, what I mean by that is, she just went with the opposite of what she said. She contradicted what she said. So, say, the show is going great right now.
4: Molly well, would take the contrarian angle and say, it's not going well, that well. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're kind of pushing like that was a Stephen A. Smith which is what I was trying to say because if, uh, one day earlier Stephen A. Smith said the Chargers would score the most points in the NFL week one he was followed up with All right, to the Raiders. Chargers, Raiders who you got he said I'll take the Raiders Right <laughs> now Caitlin pulled a Stephen A. I don't know if she pulled a Mully in that
10: instance.
9: Okay yeah that makes sense. Is so
10: it, it, so it is, wrong... is Clip kind of mullying <laughs> right now
12: i'm yeah. mullying
10: yeah. okay good <laughs> basically you get it no
4: i, I do no i do no yes <laughs> or no yeah no <laughs> no 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 I get it. <laughs> uh but now uh and i hope your uh your kids didn't think we were like insulting you i mean we hold you I, in high I, regard. no i
10: mean i'll just have to explain it to them um but that'll be okay you have to go back and say everything's all right everything's fine are you willing to tell
4: us right now on the air what you said about us to your kids <laughs> Because I would love
10: to hear that. No, I, I, because I, I they, Matt goes, Dad, what, they, you, they said your name. What are, and I said, son, I have no earthly idea. I said, I'll find out. Oh, I'll find out.
2: <laughs> oh, I <I'm> damn
4: <laughs> sure will
10: find out. All right. Good stuff. Uh, how about the Pirates, Molly? Two by one? Them? I mean, really? Hold Nailers, breaking records. Yeah. I, yeah. Dude's having a great year. I mean, he's having a great year, but just as tough as anybody in the game. Um, it, it look, I, this, Obviously, Navy, it's always like, oh, it's Navy. You know, it's... Uh, Have makes you it seen l- the line? Makes you a little nervous. It was it, 17? 17. Yeah. Well, I saw it at 32 and a half last week, and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. True. And, you know, so um, 17 against Navy, though, I don't... It, part of it is we, we... It's not part of it. We all just go right to history, and it makes us cringe. Exactly. So, um, but... You know, the, the nice thing with Navy, I think, is that it's obviously they're they're very easy to prepare for. They're very difficult to execute against. So they've had plenty of years, and now I think the athletes line up a whole lot better uh, for East Carolina than I, I told somebody yesterday, or maybe it was this morning. Uh, days kind of run together. I was like, I, I think this is the most, uh, the best and most whole East Carolina football team, maybe in what, 10, 12 years? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look top to bottom, uh, and, and and just execution. I mean, it yeah, it, it it it's fun to watch. And I I will tell you, the scheduling was perfect. I mean, it you know the, the, obviously the great test out of the gate, uh, a couple games to get your legs underneath you, build some excitement uh, before you head into conference play. So, uh, man, you got to really like where they're at. Navy leads the series seven to
4: two. East Carolina winning last year. I know Igo and I have talked about this and. I'm looking at the numbers East Carolina's put up offensively. So, 20, 2015, the Pirates scored 21. 2016, 31. Yeah, maybe that is enough to win. 2019, 10 points. We kind of had the point that East Carolina, sure, it's it's tough to stop the option, but the offense almost wasn't holding up their end of the bargain in these games.
10: Well, and they're not going to get the number of
4: touches against the True, option. but... They did. They scored thirty-eight last year, right. including that last kick. I feel like this year, you talked about the athletes and and our guys stacking up well against Navy. I, I think and I hope this year the offense will do more than their part and not put the defense in you know a situation where they got to get off the field every time.
10: Well, again, I think that <laughs> that's kind of one you know it's, it's chicken and egg with that whole scenario. Like the defense has to do their deal assignment football to give them a chance to get off the field. Then then. Then we need to see the Pirate offense get on the field and score. The problem
4: was in some of those games in the past, we just remember East Carolina like starting three and out, Navy scoring. Right. And if Navy gets up two possessions, it's, man, yeah, it's, it's tough to catch steep up. Steep heels climb. So, And East Carolina has been a second-half team, so they need to – and they did drive the field, what, first possession last week, score touchdown after giving up a field goal. So they need to get out of the gates hot and not fall behind.
10: Yeah, did anybody have a really terrible feeling in the pit of their stomach when the school board's ten seven, camels? I wouldn't say terrible. I would say terrible. I I was like, oh, no. Come on. You
4: weren't thinking they were going to lose, did you? You were thinking Charleston Southern last year, like this is going to be a dogfight? Yeah, is this thing going to come
10: down to the wire? Uh, But, you know they didn't man they handle business i i've I, I, love them love them but 32 and a half's an awful lot of points in in college football in, they, in in any football and they covered
4: it correct 17 is, is that too much
10: i i now, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say no i mean you know boldly now that they covered 32 and a half uh but no it was um no they they're they' they're, they've, they've got it going and you know the other thing is coming out of the state weekend and everybody keeps thinking about the state weekend you can't help it uh, but to think about it but um, boy, it was a great opportunity for letdown. And it, you, just yeah. didn't, you just didn't see any. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i going to mention
4: this when we talk to Antoine Staley in a moment, but I got, I'm going to ride the fence here and say on one side, every week is going to be a dogfight. That might include this Saturday. That includes South Florida and Tulane and those teams and obviously the bigger names. But on the other side of the fence, I'm saying we have a chance this year to – Win
10: the win the conference, win the league. I think we're in the conversation right now, Molly. Well, I mean, right now, certainly. But that's kind of like I heard you guys doing the poll, the bowl projections. That's the thing with sports. That's part of the beauty of sports is that everybody wants to be the predictor of what happens hmm. a long ways out, so they could just tell their buddies, "I told you." Well, I this is the, the
4: first buddies. year I'm saying this though in a long time. No, I think the team Yeah, the team that yeah, the
10: t- the the, 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 there is talent. The team is is how it needs to be. Quarterback plays how it needs to be. Uh, all those things are subject to subject to change at any moment. As we all know, uh, with one hit, you, you know, some of that can get off kilter. But uh, I would agree with you. It It is the best chance, again, since we've been in this conference to win this conference. Mike Mullis
4: joining us. Molly, uh, Green Bay, taking care of Chicago. <laughs> Uh, Were you having a Campbell ECU moment when it was 7-0?
10: Man, I am so numb to to it. I'm telling you, I'm so numb to it with, with, with the Aaron Rodgers debacle fiasco, but he played great. He was Aaron Rodgers. Guys caught balls. Aaron Jones. I mean, you made a mention when we talked about it before the season started about him being a playmaker. Maybe I didn't give him the credit he deserves. I just I, I see a lot of Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones where uh, they're going to wear the tread off those tires fairly quickly.
4: Well, good news, uh, Dylan, their running back is perfectly fine to come in and run the ball.
10: Yeah, but I, but you still don't have anything on the outside, anything yeah. of, of measure. Um, so, they are
4: recycling. Uh, speaking of tread on tires, Sammy Watkins yeah. out there making catches. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb still there, right. And they're Randall trying to find Cobb. a youngster. I
10: mean, Randall Cobb. How that cat has been. A, he's been around forever. Now he was, I think, hurt. I don't think he
4: played against East Carolina, but he was on that Kentucky team that played ECU in the Liberty, Liberty Bowl. Bowl. And I think he was out that day, but he was a part of that team. It tells you how long. And so that was what Dwayne Harris was on those teams, right? That mm-hmm. was his era I guess yeah or right before it anyway yeah I think Dwayne he was 07 to 10 just kind of tells you how long been around it's been for a and, while yeah uh I don't know any broad proclamations
10: here for two weeks into the NFL season Panthers are they done I mean, I, the, the one that yeah they're awful um terrible that, that, that's not even a broad proclamation that's just you know all right it's, Ray, it's evident Ray Charles could see that I um I think the bills are going to be very very difficult to beat that Whoa is not a broad stop. proclamation either. Uh, well, hold on. If you led with all the can or the Panthers <laughs> done, and then you throw the hands up when I say that, I- I'm just telling you, man. <laughs> he's got a point there. <laughs> I'm just telling you, the-, the Bills are no joke. I didn't Von Miller. Where- that dude. I mean, he's you talk about foul. somebody still
9: playing and making it and getting well, it done. And
10: he is playing better than I can ever remember him playing. My gosh. And it's almost like they just told him, go get the quarterback. Like go. You go in the back. Don't worry about anything else. You go as hard as you could go. And when you have a defensive secondary like they have, that allows a guy like Von Biller to pin his ears back.
4: The Bills have played the Rams, Super Bowl champion, and the Titans, division winners of the South last year, right? Which, that's not a huge trophy to get, but... And have outscored them 72-17 to 17 mm. to start the season.
10: I, and I'll tell you, uh, the Eagles, uh, I thought they look have looked good. I don't and like and that I don't, at all. I know you don't like it, but, but it's, they're good.
4: It, it's a fact. Uh, if Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball 35 yards downfield with what he can do with his legs, no. I mean, he's an MVP candidate.
10: And, you know, Jalen Hurts is not the – he doesn't feel to me like the scramble-first guy. Like a like a Kyler Murray or a a, you know he he just happens to have it. He happens to be able to run, yeah, Yeah, yeah. and you know. But I think he really gets the pro style offense. I think he's, I mean, the decisions he made in college to me are telltale of his mental maturity. Uh, Man, they're just really really good. And the flip side of the coin is the Cincinnati Bengals are really really bad.
9: And here's another thing. And Her you know what is
10: not good in prom time. Well, that is a fact. And Molly, I
4: I kind of see things differently as, as the football analyst I am, mm, the savant, I look at offensive lines. I know you like to look at quarterbacks, receivers, the flashiness.
10: Uh, Philly, elite O line. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, bad O line. Nicely done. Thank well, you. I every time I see Joe Burrow, I cannot help but to see the guy from the Brewer, the Brewer guy, Jim from, Brewer, Jim Brewer, Go from boy. Saturday Night Live. That's nah. all, that's all I see when I look at Joe. Joe Pesci show. Yeah, he been. I you talking about a dude that drank his own Kool Aid? Joe Burrow loves some Joe Burrow, and it is blowing up all around him. Right, he has been just awful. I know. I mean, I, I don't know who's worse
4: right now, him or uh, or Matt Ryan. Nobody cares about other people's fantasy teams. Uh, he's my quarterback, and things are not well. Congratulations. Yeah, not good at all. Molly Anything else? You see Bryson DeChambeau take a sniper shot? Oh, that was funny.
10: With the, the wire got him.
9: Yeah,
10: yeah. The and wire. How dramatic was that? <laughs> oh, and he goes to a knee and he's. Oh would yeah. oh, even he ripped yeah. the uh, towel oh, out yeah. of the caddy's hand. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know we got Presidents Cup this weekend. Oh yeah, in, sure. in North Carolina. Carolina. Charlotte, yeah. Am I aware of that? Yeah, and it's a um okay. that's it's always kind of a, a JV event anyway compared to the Ryder Cup, obviously. Uh, it should be he- held in higher regard because you have the complete international, uh, you know, golfing world to draw from. Ryder Cups USA versus Europe. Europe. This is USA versus this is the world. Yeah. Um, but the teams. When you look at the teams on paper, it should be a train wreck. I mean, we should absolutely. The Americans should should pummel them. But I don't know. I, I just it's so weird right now with all the the live stuff and whatever. Uh, and I think the Europeans are going to have a little bit of a chip, or I say Europeans, the the, the world team is going to have a little bit of a chip on its shoulder because everybody is writing them off already. And quite frankly, when you look at both teams, there's no um, there's no one matchup that you hope you see because it's really a bunch of vanilla guys. Yeah, there's you know there's no, and we were talking about it with a group yesterday. I the greatest match play that I've ever seen was the Ryder Cup when Patrick Reed and Rory went at it for 9 holes and it was a uh, it was like the Michael Jordan Larry Bird McDonald's commercials <laughs> where you know they, he's shooting it from the Empire State Building whatever it but they were making putts on top of each other and just amazing golf um but I, you know I I don't know that that that's in you know in state for this but we'll see Molly if this was
4: September of 1996 or 7 Mm-hmm. We would probably would we be leading the show with Aaron Judge and what's happening? You know that's a great point, man. I, I don't. Maybe. I remember the Sosa McGuire stuff, and I was all in, and they were cutting into Maybe. every you sporting know what? event.
10: It is so funny you say that clip. I thought last night, or again when I was <coughs> watching the highlights this morning, whatever, whenever it was, I thought you know I don't know that I've watched the entirety of a Major League Baseball game all year. Now I'll, I'll catch the highlights. But I don't think I'm alone in that. And, nah. You know, and then obviously now with the new rule suggestions, or not rule suggestions, the new rules that, that are, are coming be in, Yeah, um, it, it just pushes the old-fashioned fan further and further away. The last good baseball I saw, again, and we've talked about it on the air, was the captain, uh, the Jeter deal. Uh, and that was that was great, man. That was good for the soul. But it's just not the same game, man. And it's um, it's unfortunate. But, no, you're right. I think. It,
4: it is. Uh, I mean, Chandler, you don't care about it, right? Like, kids, to, like you're not a kid, but, like, nobody really, I don't know. I guess Yankees fans are into it,
10: but that's about it. It's kind of crazy. All right, Mullen. Good to see you, man. Yeah, and, and the other thing, what, what, I mean, even as the playoffs round out, the, okay, the Mets got in the postseason, cool, but there's nothing compelling about any of it.
4: Mets, uh, Braves are going to be fighting for the East. Did you see, uh, do you know the Dodgers, Run differential this year? Well, it's
10: probably. I know it's got to be crazy.
4: <laughs> I was looking at it because I was looking at some Braves-Met stuff, and <clears throat> uh, the Dodgers' run differential is three hundred and thirty-two. That's pretty plus three thirty-two. That is insane. That's pretty good. Um, and just for example, like the Astros are two hundred three, Yankees two hundred nine, Dodgers three thirty-two. Incredible. Yep. All right, and they'll blow it in the playoffs, hopefully, to the Braves. Thanks for hanging out, Mo. Yep, enjoyed it. Glad we. You mean that that, though, right? When you said that, it didn't sound like it. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. I'm mulling you. (laughs) You are to a T. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back. More to go. Antoine Staley, New York Daily News covers the Jets. We'll talk a little uh, Jets about that game and uh, more NFL, ECU, Mm -hmm. and more. Back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle... They have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at AutoWorld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
4: Already back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. We got some Mike Houston audio to get to in hour number three. He had his weekly press conference earlier today also justin red miles berry and xavier smith talked to the media so we'll have that for you hour three also bryce williams will join us right now we'll continue the ecu and nfl talk with antoine staley a uh, a pirate alum and now with the new york daily news covering the jets he joins us here on the pit electric live line antoine welcome back how you doing man
0: I'm doing all right, Cliff. How you doing?
4: Fantastic and uh having fun this football season and we got a lot to discuss. Let's uh let's start with our pirates, uh Antoine. Two and one start to the season. Heartbreaking loss to NC State, but have bounced back strong and wins over Old Dominion and Campbell. They'll begin conference play against Navy this Saturday. And Antoine, you've been a lot of different places and covered a lot of different teams. And at all your stops, you you rep the Pirates. You, you're you're proud to be a Pirate. It's been tough to do that, right? The last five, six, seven years. But uh, starting to get that that pride back again with the way Mike Houston's football team's playing. Uh, what do you think?
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like I, I thought last year especially like you look at the Navy game last year in particular and the way that they won that game in the last second field goal, I think that set the tone and it helped this team kind of propel and, you know, have a winning record and, you know, kinda of come in this year with a lot of different expectations because as you know, you know, Navy was always such a and still is like a tough opponent to play because of the triple option and the things that they do and has always give East here a lot of problems. But yeah, they ain't able to gut that out and get a big time win and Like I said, I really thought they turned the corner. And, you know, obviously the NC State loss was disappointing for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, I definitely think, you know, this team can still achieve a lot of the goals that they set out for themselves about Hilton Ares is doing a tremendous job so far. You know, they end up throwing three touchdowns against Campbell. And I expect them to have a really big game against a Navy team they definitely should handle pretty easily.
4: Antoine, the— it's such a fine line. And because I can look at it one way and say East Carolina is going to be in dogfights every year. The Navy game is always a tough one. Look at what Tulane just did at K State and uh, South Florida nearly upset the Gators in the swamp. And of course, you've got good teams still with Cincinnati and SMU and UCF. Houston it, it still could be a good team, but boy, they. Uh, They got uh, beat pretty bad by Kansas over the weekend. So every week, it's going to be a dogfight. At the same time, I could see East Carolina as a team challenging uh, for the the top of the AAC this year. I don't know if there is a dominant team in this conference. Maybe it'll end up being Cincinnati again. Their only loss was at Arkansas. But I I think ECU is at least in the conversation uh, with these other teams, right, Antoine?
0: I agree. I think uh, it's been so many question marks. If you look at some of the other teams that they play, and you know, South Florida has definitely improved. We saw them, as you alluded to, you know, nearly come up with the upset against the Florida Gators uh, on Saturday. Tulane still really good, but you know, questions with Houston uh, still remain. UCF doesn't look like uh, the fa- your father's UCF team. They've definitely uh, lost the talent, a lot of talent there, and. Uh, So I definitely think that's a winnable game, especially – that's a game they should win, especially playing at home. So, yeah, I definitely think – you know, I thought coming into the year eight wins was uh, legitimately possible for ECU. But, yeah, I mean, they could possibly even, you know, squeak out nine wins, and I definitely would not be surprised there. I think Houston, you know, they also have that game at home, too, as well. I think that's winnable. At Cincinnati, it's definitely going to be – you know, difficult there along with Tulane. But there's no reason why I don't think this team could, you know, win nine games. And then if you add in the bowl game, you know, ten wins, that would be, that would be something special for this program, something we have not seen in uh, quite a while.
4: Antoine Staley joining us, talking college football. We'll dive into some NFL in a little bit as well. How about the state of North Carolina, Antoine? And it'll be on display uh, this Saturday uh, on ABC at noon when Clemson is at Wake Forest and uh, both teams 3-0. and Sam Hartman healthy. Wake coming off a win over Liberty where uh, they were not pleased with how that game went, but uh, still 3-0. and Both teams in the top 25. So you've got that. North Carolina is a shaky 3-0. How 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 about Duke? uh, NC State undefeated, and App State was the talk of the country last week with College Game Day and their Hail Mary. So, the state of North Carolina, uh, known as a basketball state, looking much like a football state right now. And uh, we'll see what happens in Winston Salem on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I always thought, and I said this for years, that North Carolina has a ton of high school talent, and it's just always got gobbled up by other programs from the states. What about Tennessee, Georgia, Florida? Uh, it's a lot of the SEC schools, but now, yeah, I think you're seeing a lot of those those local kids deciding to stay home. You know, go to North Carolina or NC State, or you know, if you have like you know two or three star recruits, they're going to ECU or App State, and you know some other places there uh, outside of Clemson. So yeah, I think it's, it's great to see uh, the success that they're having. Of the state is, and uh, I'm just glad that people are finally realize how much talent it is in the state. I've always thought it was one of the more underrated, you know, high school talents as far as in terms of states in the country.
4: Uh, you bring up a good point there with recruiting Antoine, and I'll add to it. How about? Um, the transfer portal and you got a guy like Ryan Jones who was playing defense at Oklahoma that said, I'm going back to my home state he's a Charlotte native, came here to East Carolina Chandre Mims played high school football in Eastern North Carolina he transferred in as a grad transfer to ECU so you see these guys kind of go away and now they have the opportunity to come back closer to home and play and maybe uh, right the wrong that was their decision coming out of high school but uh, I think that's an important factor in this too
0: yeah, absolutely. Transfer Porter has really changed everything in college football and uh, college sports in particular. And uh, it's funny, I was just having kind of a conversation with one of the other Jets Beat writers, and he had asked me about ECU and how how many transfers had they uh, gotten this, uh, during out the all season. I was like, yeah, they've really you know hit it hard, and you know I think that's kind of um, you know a testament to Mike Houston and what he has done, and also. You know, just the fact that the program, I definitely, people are starting to take, you know, notice, uh, it's starting to turn around and notice what Houston has done in such a uh, short amount of time. But, yeah, I definitely think, you know, the transfer portal has definitely helped ECU out uh, immensely, and I definitely think it will continue in the future, especially if they end up having a really good year. I could even see even more, you know, transfers coming to ECU and reaping the
2: benefits.
4: Antoine Saley joining us. Antoine, you previously covered Oregon. And one of the scores we were keeping an eye on this past weekend was Oregon-BYU because the Pirates will take on the Cougars later this year. They look like a really good football team playing a really tough schedule. Uh, They were coming off the win over Baylor, taking on Oregon. And really all we had seen from that point from the Ducks was just getting worn out by Georgia and now that we see Oregon beating BYU, I think it just says to how great Georgia still is. Not that we wrote them off, but, heck, I was saying Ohio State-Alabama crash course to the championship. I didn't put Georgia in there just because of all they lost. And, man, look at the scores they're putting up right now. But thought about uh, when I saw that Oregon and BYU result, it made me think about Georgia even more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just, you know, reload. That's basically their – they're in the same breath as Alabama now. They can lose I don't know how many players to the draft each and every year and, you know, they're gonna be they're gonna be just fine. Same thing with Alabama each year. They have all these first round picks in the league and you know, it doesn't matter. They're still gonna be among, you know, contenders in college football and the same thing with Joe, especially with uh, the way Stetson Bennett has been playing too. Uh they have the best tight end bowers, I think, in the country, so you know, to have those two players just kind of bouncing off each other and just have that connection. And the defense is still strong, too. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how they'll play Alabama later on this year, which is like they're on the collision course to doing so once again in the SEC Championship. But, yeah, Georgia will be there and probably, you know, one way or the other, whether they win or lose the SEC Championship will probably be in the playoffs. But I'm not that surprised. But, yeah, I think a lot of people just kind of wrote Oregon off. And, you know, I think they still have some questions with both nets. I mean, we've seen them at Auburn. You know, you'll know have good bow nets, bad bow nets at times. And, you know, that's kind of the experience Auburn fans (laughs) dealt with for years. And I guess Oregon fans are going to deal with that throughout the course of this year, too, as well.
4: Antoine, I know we talked uh, preseason about kind of big picture and college football playoff, and you've got your familiar names at the top. As we've gone through three weeks here, is there an, and I say outsider, but I guess I'm speaking of a, a power five, a big school, like a, a Tennessee or, or somebody out of the Big 12, I don't know. But is there is there anybody you could see creeping up to the college football playoff? Maybe a team you're watching out for you think could go 11-1 and one or, or perhaps run the table and, uh, and get in this year?
0: I, I still wouldn't necessarily write Utah off just simply because, yeah. I mean, I know they had to want, but... You know, if they end up going 11-1 and 1 or even 12-1 and 1 and win the Pac-12 championship, I think, you know, especially considering the SEC is going to beat up on each other, you know, Alabama well, Alabama and Georgia, you know, going to play each other in the SEC championship. You know, if Utah just keeps winning and winning, and if they do it convincingly, you know, I think they could, you know, still slide into that college football playoff potentially. There's still a lot of games to be played there. I would choose Arkansas or – but – you know the Razorbacks you know they got to go through Alabama. I thought about Tennessee too when you asked me but again they got to play Alabama. So, you, know, <laughs> you know you know you know
4: But if those it's teams so- have one loss and that one loss is to Bama, the problem is I guess that keeps them out of the SEC out of the championship game and it would be tough to get in if you're one of those and not playing in the championship, I guess.
0: I will say Kentucky, you know, maybe, but then again you you got to go through Georgia. Right. So that's
4: easy either, but I have been impressed with the Wildcats so far. Utah, uh, they got to hope that USC can can run through Oregon State, Arizona State, Washington State. That would set up an October 15th date, and of course Utah has to do their part and win. But at that point, if Utah and USC are winning um, October 15th, you, you got two top 10 teams facing off at Utah, and that would be a, a chance for them to you're right, you know, you got that one early loss, but uh, if you can run the table, you can certainly bounce back from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And USC, you know, you talked about, they got a tough game at, uh, against Oregon State this upcoming weekend. I mean, it's too bad that no- nobody has ta- has the Pac-12 network. And, you know, <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> that. Is-
4: oh, man, that game's on the Pac-12 network? Yes. That is brutal. Yeah, you're right. 930, man. Nope.
0: Yeah, nobody's going to be able to watch that unless you're you know, out west, but yeah, Oregon State has been a sneaky good team so far this year.
4: Talking to Antoine Staley, hey, two big jobs already open. Antoine, with uh, Scott Frost being fired at Nebraska, and then Herm Edwards getting fired at Arizona State. So, uh, is this is this early? Uh, and and look, one lost to a FCS team, the other lost to a Sunbelt team, and had been struggling. So we kind of get it. But I feel like we're not usually talking about this uh, before we get out of September, but this year we are.
0: Yeah, I, I'm really surprised Herman was last at the off season, considering uh, you know the scandals and everything that's going on right now surrounding Arizona State and the fact that they, you know, had won the way that I think a lot of people expected them to. I always thought Arizona State was a program that should be better in football than what they are. I mean, they have everything that you need. They just have. They just been mediocre, you know, in football for whatever reason. So they need. To, they need to be able to get it right with the next coach there. Like I said, I'm said, i really surprised Herm ever survived since 2017 when he got hired. So, but Nebraska, you know, Scott Frost. You know, if you talk about the game against, you know, in Ireland against Northwestern, and you know, the Georgia Southern game. I mean, that's just that. That that was the nail in the coffin there. I I thought he might get fired in October, but yeah, they decided yeah, enough is enough and. Yeah, I'm not surprised that that, that happened the way it did. I'm curious to see who they're going to yeah. get in there because yeah, that that's a job that you know it's, it's changed. The college landscape of college football has changed since Nebraska was last a uh, mega power, and they need to get this right. They need to get somebody that can try to get that ball rolling again. I know uh, Matt Rule's name has been kind of rumored.
4: <laughs> I was going to say Panthers fans are hoping it's Matt Rule.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely are. But I think that probably would be a good
4: fit for yeah. him if he does go back to college football. Yeah, and, and uh, I certainly haven't forgotten what he did at Temple and, of course, how he, he built back Baylor so quickly. I think he'd be a great hire at, at one of those stops. Antoine, uh, well, let's talk about the JTS Jets. Jets, Robert Sala was keeping receipts, he said, last week. So, hopefully – hopefully you hadn't said anything negative about the Jets because he'd be coming after you, but man, how about that win on uh, Sunday?
0: Yeah, I was there in Cleveland and, you know, when Nick Chubb scored that touchdown uh, with 155 left, you're thinking, you know, he could have went down and then they could have just ran out the clock, but, you know, you're thinking they're up 13 at that point. Yeah, there's no way the Jets are going to come back and win. Yeah, I, I just started writing my story thinking <laughs> the Jets are going to go all through and, you know, a 66-yard touchdown to Corey Davis and recover the onside kick and you know, then Lord Behold, Garrett Wilson ended up scoring that late touchdown from Joe Flacco. And, man, that was just such a crazy game and events in one minute and 55 seconds. But, you yeah, know, this shows um, – Robert Sala has talked about how this is definitely a different team, different Jets team. This is not the same Jets from previous years. You know, we'll see as the season goes on. But, you know, I, I don't know if uh, other Jets teams would have won a game like that, especially with so little time left in the game and being being down double digits.
4: I was watching I, – I was probably pick Central on Barstool or something. It was a football show, but they were talking about the Jets, and they said, well, who does the Jets got this week? And, and one of the guys said, the team that needs a win more, that is in the biggest must-win situation in the NFL, the Bengals. I mean, that sets up – that Jets win sets up a huge game. Uh, for uh, for Sunday, especially on the Bengals' side. They come in 0-2. As you know, Antoine, and you know those uh, Jets fans are going to be fired up to welcome their team back home after that win. That yeah. that actually has turned into a fun game here.
0: Yeah, and, and you remember the Jets beat the Bengals last year in the regular season at MetLife. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure they remember that. And, you know, they're coming in like they're super hungry because you go down 0-3 in this league, and that pretty much... 0-2 is bad, but 0-3 is definitely, you know, considered a death sentence at that point. But, yeah, they're they're in trouble because they can't, you know, they can't take Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is getting sat 13 times in two weeks. You know, he, if huh. he continues, he will be sat over 100 times this year. Like, he he won't make it. Like, this is great. So, yeah, they're going to have to try to do something to be able to protect him or otherwise the Bengals are in serious trouble. And I'm sure the Jets know that defensive line is probably – licking their chops trying to, you know, contain Joe Burrow. But yeah, they, they're offensive line. You thought they fixed their problems with going to get Leo Collins in the offseason. Yeah. But yeah. It's like they're even worse than what they were when they went to the Super Bowl a
4: year ago. I'm a year late on my uh, my Bengals take that they made a mistake drafting Jamar Chase and should have gone O-line. And uh, I looked like a fool all last year and probably still look like a fool but <laughs> because they went to the Super Bowl. But it is rearing its ugly head right now. And Burrow has not been good, and, and there's reasons for that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Jets-Bingles, all of a sudden a fun game coming up this Sunday. Antoine, uh, as you look, how about the team sharing that building uh, with the Jets? The Giants are a 2-0. I don't know how good of a 2-0 and they are, but it doesn't really matter. 2-0 and is 2-0 and as they knocked off the Panthers, and now they will be at home as well. It's a uh, Sunday-Monday doubleheader there at uh, East Rutherford as they'll be taking on the Cowboys Monday night.
0: Yeah, it is uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, first week against the Titans looked like old Penn State Saquon Barkley, uh, the way he was running there. And then now they, you know, Brian Dabo has, has got Daniel Jones to play, you know, adequate football where he's not necessarily turning the ball over. He, I mean, he outplayed, you know, Baker Mayfield last week. So I think, <laughs> I think that's a testament of what you know Dabo has done in such a short amount of time. I mean, I know they have a. You know, very light schedule early on, but you know you play the teams that don't. That, you know, you You're who's on your schedule. So you know, it just happened to be. You know, you beat a Tennessee team that you know a lot of people thought might be good, but did, after seeing them against the Bills last night, I'm definitely uh, skeptical of that. And then the Panthers, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely still struggling there, uh, even with the addition of Baker Mayfield. And now, you know, you're playing the Cowboys team without that Prescott. I know they know the, the Bengals. They beat the Bengals last week, but. You know, playing at home—that's a game they they should win and go three and zero. And you know, you do that, and then you got the Bears after that. You know, week four, we could be possibly talking about the Giants going four and zero heading to Green Bay, uh, week five. So, I don't think anybody saw that coming.
4: Antoine Staley, New York Daily News, joining us talking football today. Here's one, Antoine, and we got a man. We got another must-win bowl coming up Sunday: Raiders at Titans. Loser of that game drops to zero and three. So I'll give you this one: What winless team right now? Antoine is still, in your opinion, sitting in decent shape to to have a good season this year. And I'll go with both of those teams: Raiders, Titans. Which one of them is going to be zero and three? One's going to be one and two. I'll go. Uh, I'll throw out the Colts to you. And there was one more: Oh, the Bengals. So Raiders, Titans, Colts, Bengals. None of those teams have a win right now in the AFC. But which one could you see still uh, making the playoffs, having a good year this year?
0: I still think I think the Colts because of that division. Like that division is not good at all. I mean, who's going to coach? Do I believe in Jacksonville? Not necessarily yet. Although Trevor Lawrence was like a completely different quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's a wonder what happens when you have actually have good coaching, As opposed to what they had a year ago. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's still the Colts there. I know Matt Ryan hasn't particularly played well, but they have so many skill position players there. I, I, I find it hard to believe that they don't win that division. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Colts.
4: Uh, Jags on top of it right now after beating the Colts, but everybody else uh, still looking for a win in that AFC South. Talking to Antoine Staley, Panthers off to an and 2 start. They need to ride the ship quickly. Antoine, uh, but can they do that against a, a Saints team that comes in 1-1 one and one on Sunday?
0: Yeah, that is a tough order, especially considering uh, their, their spirited matchup against the Bucks last week. Uh, so, And now they're playing the Saints team that, you know, their defense is one of the best in the, in the NFL. And now you got, you know, the offensive struggles that the Panthers have had. And, you know, they struggle to get anything, generate much score, anything going against the Giants. And now you're playing a much better defense with the Saints, too. So I'm sure... Uh, they're going to be looking to try to get a lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield and force a lot of mistakes there. I have to go with the Saints so and this one. I, I think the Panthers are in serious trouble, you know, and possibly go into zero three, you know, to play the Cardinals week four, which mm. their schedule is brutal. Like they got the Cardinals, Forty ers the Rams, and then the Buccaneers. So this thing can snowball in a hurry for Matt Rule and the Panthers. And Panthers fans wasn't happy at the beginning of the year anyway. So now you factor in you know, 0-2, and and now they have to a must-win game against the Saints, or, you know, this thing could really, you know, get crazy.
4: Antoine Staley joining us. We're up against it. I I could go on for another couple hours, but we'll let you run, Antoine. uh, You can follow him on Twitter, at Antoine Staley. Also, New York Daily News. So, uh, tell the folks what you're up to, Antoine, and if people want to read your work.
0: Uh, you find me at uh, Antoine Staley on Twitter. Find my work at the New York Daily News. And also still do some college football for Athlon sports too as well.
4: Awesome. Antoine, always enjoy it, man. We'll have to do it again later on this year. Enjoy talking football with you. And uh, keep up the good work. And uh, let's uh, let's see some more pirate victories too along the way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I hope so, man. But yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you as
4: always. Antoine Staley joining us, New York Daily News. And uh, always enjoy talking football with Antoine. We'll take a break. As we go to break, how about an update on the NFL's leading passers on the UB stat sheet? Coming in at number one from Shirley and I's Miami Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa. Coming in at number two from my Washington Commanders, Carson Wentz. Coming in at number three, the elite Joe Flacco. Tua Wentz-Flacco. These numbers are subject to change and will change, but that is a wild top three passing yards leaders after two weeks of the NFL. Take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour two. Bryce Williams, Mike Houston comments, and a lot more coming up hour three of Pirate Radio Live back after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. And Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club. Or visit qualityequip.com com to find the location near you now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock
4: thank you shirley rhodes Chan man cj and the crew here bryce williams joining us in just a little bit the show that has cocahones
0: cocahones
4: Coca cocahones Cocajones. love it
0: I,
5: I have to admit, I do like the phrase. Coca yeah.
4: Cocahones. You're going to need a wheelbarrow
0: for what? Oh, shoot. Cocahones.
4: Play the whole uh, clip again. When he's Not
0: only is Coach McDaniels going to need a wheelbarrow, he also going to need a tool, going to need a wheelbarrow after the season. The to tote his money, his boatload of money. 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 But also, it's Coca Cocahones. It's Cocahones.
4: That is. Uh, for his money. Tyreek Hill. He's
0: going to need that
9: wheelbarrow for his money.
4: A lot of wheelbarrow talk going on down there. Uh, and my McDaniel. And uh big game for the Dolphins this week. I tell you what, this is a tough week, Jeff, if you are in a survivor pool where you have to just pick a winner every week in the NFL. And uh right now the brain trust of Troy D. Ellerby, Tony Collins, and Clip Brock has survived to week three. But this is a tough one because you've got a lot of good teams playing good teams and bad teams playing bad teams. Um Thursday night, Steelers-Browns.
11: That's good team, good team, right? Negative. Oh.
4: That is... And you know what? I don't really hate Cleveland as a survivor pick here. I, I'm down on the Browns. But this has classic 13-12 to 12 written all over it one yeah, way or the I, other. Yeah, I would stay away from this one. Total is 38. God, the Steelers are going to be in these games all year, though. Yes, they are. It's going to be horrible. Didn't we talk about Steelers-Pats last week and the total? Yes, was well, like forty-one or something. Was it?
11: It might have been less than that, but yes, it was close to that.
4: Thirty-eight for a total. Yikes! Uh, Texans Bears. <laughs> There's no clear favorite in that game. Uh, Raiders Titans. Who you thinks? Uh, what do you think the line is for Raiders at Titans? What would you set it at? Who's home? Raiders at Titans. Titans.
11: Oh, sorry. Uh, Titans by one.
4: Raiders are a road favorite by two. Oh, okay. But either way, I don't care. It's tough to pick one way or the other. Uh, Chiefs at Colts, and Chiefs are in my top three. I don't love this, but we're going to have to go with road teams this week, it appears. There is one home team that's favored by six or more, but uh, Chiefs at Colts. The Colts have to wake up at some point this year, right? Right.
11: I don't know if it's against the Chiefs, though.
4: Yeah, good point. Bills at Dolphins. I got the Bills as my top pick this week. And I know that Shirley and I's Miami Dolphins are feisty. (laughs) But I still like the Bills on the road at Miami. Miami's got two wins. They could easily have two losses at this point. They played, I I guess they, they deserve to win that Patriots game, but... They should be 1-1 and after what happened with the Ravens.
9: You're going to find out how good the Dolphins are this Sunday.
4: That's analyst work right there, buddy. That was a reference. A reference and a great one at that.
9: Total at 53.5. I like
11: the over on that one. Go way up. I was thinking
4: 60. (laughs) Now, remember week one against the Patriots, the Dolphins didn't exactly set the world on fire offensively.
11: I meant the Bills will score 50. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
4: and the Dolphins will score four.
2: Yeah,
4: all right. Lions at Vikings. Thought about going Vikings here because they're at home. Bounce back. I think they'll beat the Lions.
11: Is that the home team? That's a six-point favorite. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yep. Uh, Ravens at Pats. I think the Patriots stink. I like the Ravens here, but Bengals at Jets. What do you? What would you set the line for in that game?
11: I still think I'd, it would have to be Bengals by like three.
4: Bengals by four and a half. Okay. Seems a little rich. Uh, Eagles at Commanders. This is my number two pick. And I don't love taking the Eagles here because of two reasons. Three reasons. Division game, Eagles of the road team, which there'll be a lot of green there. It's going to be disgusting. A Carson Wentz revenge game.
9: <laughs> Carson
4: Wentz revenge game.
9: Third and final and most important point
4: right there. Yeah. Uh, and the Eagles were my number two pick this week to beat my team, the Commanders, in the Survivor Pool. Saints at
11: Panthers.
6: What's the line on Once
4: that? again, division game. There is no revenge game. Guess the line, CJ.
11: Saints... Two and a half.
4: Saints by three. Close. You're all over it. Jags at Chargers. Chargers.
11: What's wrong with that one?
4: Herbert. If he doesn't play, Chase yeah. Daniel starts.
11: When do you have to? When do you have to choose? Like, is there? A uh, that's line? a good
4: question. But if Chase Daniel play, I mean, so you like you. I'll tell you what else is wrong with it. The Chargers are notorious chokers, and the Jags are feisty as hell.
11: That's true. They did just blank the Colts. Yeah.
4: What are you? Were you saying a cuss word, or were you using blank? As no, in they blank as in out?
11: zero.
9: <laughs> they just blanked the Colts. Watch well,
4: your language. Yeah, yeah. relax. Sorry, over there, sorry. Man. Um. So yeah, Chargers not a bad pick, especially if Herbert plays. But you still don't feel super confident. Yeah. Rams at Cardinals. Division game. Man, there's a lot of division games this week. Rams are the f- clear favorite. Cardinals showed that they have some life, though, at the end of their Raiders game last week. Again, bad versus bad. Falcons at Seahawks. Oh, my God. Who in the world would you take to win this game?
9: Back to back West Coast games for the Falcons. Played the Rams last week. CJ, guess the line on Packers at Bucks?
11: Ooh, Bucks by three and a half. Bucks Mm. by two. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I'd go higher.
4: Yeah. 49ers are at the Broncos. Interesting Sunday night matchup. And then Cowboys-Giants division game. My point is, there's really none that jump off the page to you this week.
11: Yeah. Slim pickings.
4: As far as this should be a blowout easy win. All right. Let's take a break. And, man, you want to talk about right off the... uh, right out of the field he's dirty we got a dirty summer gun joining us here bryce williams hard at work and now he's going to join us in the nice ac and talk some sports on pirate radio live when we return we'll also hear mike houston comments we're back with you on prl after this
2: what's up
5: Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultation is available by calling 752 1406 or visiting dot com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock.
4: <laughs> back with you, Power Radio Live on a Tuesday. And Shirley Rhodes, let's hit the music so I we can saw introduce the light our guest.
9: Baptized by the fire in your touch And the
4: flame in your eyes I'm born to love again I'm a brand new
9: man Mm. I tell you what, the ending of that is just perfect It gets better and better Oh yeah I saw the light, I've been... Baptized by the fire and the it, it, in your thud and the flame in your eyes. It was fine the
5: first time around, Jim. Yeah.
9: I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. Ladies and gentlemen, Bryce Williams. Do you sing...
4: uh that's pretty good. Do y'all sing out loud in the car? Or yeah. truck? Or oh, SUV? I'm a singer. Absolutely.
9: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All day yeah. long. How
4: about the shower?
9: oh yep. yeah I, I think I do it
4: more in the shower than I do the car the acoustics are great in there oh yeah. you
12: sound like uh, you sound so good you sound like oh, an yeah. angel do y'all ever when y'all are singing like if I'm saying I'm listening to like a George Jones song try and sound like that singer yes mm-hmm. okay
5: every time okay that's like you I try
12: thought. to max, match the accent
5: right. even, yes. even, yeah. even when it's out of your vocal range mm-hmm. yes you know like the higher pitch singers i can't really hit but i'm gonna try and i end up straining my vocal cords doing it (laughs) yeah they
12: they just shut off like this like i think it's a diamond rio black hawk song and i I, as bad as i want to hit those notes with them like meet in the middle um yeah i cannot do it and it is frustrating but uh yeah, I just thought about that thing.
4: You know, we build all these nice studios with these like we're some phone soundproof pad? walls and everything. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is there no studio that's just a giant shower? I, know. I think how great it would sound in there. We
12: could probably
4: put. Then anybody room. could be like an artist.
12: Well, we could sh- put some shower walls. This
4: should be a giant walk-in shower. Yeah. So not only could we do the show here and it would sound great, after we be clean, so we could shower up. You're exactly. like in a locker room. <laughs> All right,
9: shower up. Good, good show, boys.
4: <laughs> shower up. We can put a faucet right in that corner. All right, oh who, who's getting towel snap first? <laughs> <laughs> CJ in each corner. Oh no. yeah. come, on, come on, in here. More from the ceiling. Ah, uh, Chandler. Enough laughs. Ah, uh,
9: yeah. Hey, God, What are we doing? Enough, what are we doing enough, right now? Enough joking around. No, it, it is so funny. What a twist. What a what a twisting of the tables there. Because during the break, I looked at the numbers. <laughs> not happy. I'm not happy. And uh, now that I think about it... What I'm numbers actually, are you
4: anyway. referring to?
9: I'm referring to the YouTube numbers.
4: The fact that there are 15 more people watching than have liked the yep. stream? Yep. 15 uh, people just sitting back... Feet up. And just watching
9: the show.
12: Sitting on their hands. And you know what?
9: You're watching the show. Thank you. We appreciate your support. But we need you to do one more. We do that. We preach that here at Pirate Radio. We we preach do one more. Mm -hmm. And we're going to preach that to you right now. Do one more. And like and subscribe, folks. If you haven't done so so far, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, get to getting it.
11: Clip, Chandler, Bryce, if I could just... I wasn't on the show yesterday, but when I looked at the YouTube numbers, when I went home, you guys know what I did? Did you cry? I cried. Yeah? I cried. We were just talking about singing in the shower. Couldn't even do it because I was so sad. Wow. I just sat there and
9: cried. Do you see what you did, folks? This poor young man could not even sing in the shower because he was so upset because you people sit here and f- do for something that's free and you don't do it? Are you crazy?
4: And Bryce said something as we came back on that... Uh it took it, it, Man, it made me uh, kind of shiver a little bit. You, you said, Bryce, if these likes don't go up, you're sitting today sh- to show out completely. No, I, I, I'll say you're what he talking. said. I ain't going to say a damn word. That's, it. That's what I, he said. I didn't want to use that, that salty language. That's exactly no, I, what he said. I'll say it. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to say
9: a damn word until you like it. Verbatim.
4: Yep. And we've got a few more, but not enough, I think, for you to speak mm. at this moment. So, um... We've seen it gone up. Uh, I think three or four. Oh, right. But uh, that's not good enough. Yeah, we got 14 more people watching than we do. Last that, that's so not far. good enough. Mm. So, so Bryce, uh, what do you think of the game?
11: We're gonna have to teach them sign language. <laughs> this is this sucks.
9: Yeah, way to go, folks. It's gone up one.
4: Oh, it's gone up. <laughs> it's, one. Gonna, it's gone up one. All
9: right, I tell you what, let's I'm gonna set a bar like we did the other night for the fifth quarter. It's not gonna be a hundred like it was the other night. So we're currently at sixteen likes. Yeah. Mm. I'll set it to twenty five. If you can get to twenty five. Yeah. If you can get to twenty five right now in the next five in the next five minutes, boom. Well not next five minutes, but if call you can. call your friends, oh. call your enemies, mm-hmm. call your frenemies. Oh, there it goes. All right, when you get to 25, we can hear the voice of Bryce Williams. Are
4: you really cutting it off there? All right, we're at 21. We just need a few more, and Bryce can talk. But uh, right now, he's not saying anything. And uh, Bryce, I mean, Navy coming up this week, man. What do you think about that matchup? We want to hear what he has to say. Come on, he folks! Like get he's, to
9: 25.
4: I think he's got a lot to say about what's happening right now with this football team. The problem is we can't hear it because you won't like the damn stream. We're three away. We just need three more likes. Guys, 20, we're at 23. We just need two more. Bryce, another touchdown from a tight end this weekend. Did you like to see that? You...
9: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good answer. We need one more like. Come on, guys. Come on. We need one more. Bryce is
4: dying to talk about this he ECU is about football burst. team. And, man, they have looked good. They could look better. They're going to need to play well this weekend. And I want to hear what Bryce Williams has to say about it. But we need one more like. Bryce, did you play against Navy when you were here? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll, we'll find out after we'll we get a 25th like. We're
9: just staring at this number right now. If I'm correct, I believe Bryce Williams scored a touchdown against Navy mm, at Navy. I'd love to hear it. it scored two no, touchdowns. No, I think he's saying peace. He, uh, peace. Oh, peace. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, he's leaving.
4: Or he might have said two. I don't know. We will never find out if we don't get this one more like. <laughs>
9: Come on folks. We are at
4: a hostage situation here. <laughs>
12: this is I love hey!
9: We got it.
4: Price Price, we welcome it. in, baby.
12: Oh, it's about to burst. My bubble <laughs> was about to burst. Thank you. All right, we made All right, radio listeners. We I made it speak now. Man, that was hard to hold on.
4: <laughs> I love I, your answers though. Oh man.
12: <sighs> Goodness. Well that felt I'm happy now. Never you ever played
4: it. the silent game as a kid? Like your parents make you play the silent, or your teachers play the silent we kinda game? We
12: kind of did. Um, you were pretty good at it, I gotta say. Yeah, that right was in. tough, though. Yeah, that was There was a lot on the line there. I wanted to feed Pirate Radio and... <laughs> Give him, I guess, my opinion. Yeah. Maybe matters. I don't know. Well, right. we're out
4: of time now. So, oh. We'll see you next week. Good to see you again, all right. Bryce. No, Thank all right. for Bryce me. Williams, everybody. We'll take a break. <laughs> uh, two and one. What did you think of the performance against Campbell,
12: Bryce? I enjoyed it. Of course, like in the very beginning, I was like, all right, 10-7. Like, did you see it as like a Charleston-Southern game from last year where it's going to be like I toe-to-toe mean, like the whole way? I- the initial. I mean, obviously we had a lot of game left over, but uh, you know, a lot of game left to play. But it was like, okay, let's not start slow, and because you know, it can get out of hand real quick. But let's uh, say we definitely bounced back, and I was very close to my pre- prediction. By the way, well,
9: do you well, do you remember
12: that number? Uh, I think it was fifty-five seventeen. Okay, wow. So, so a touchdown on each side away. It, yeah, I mean, taking away yeah. on your prediction would have been perfect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was good. But it was an exciting game. Obviously, we made some huge plays. Obviously, the running backs yet again. Um, stood out to me, obviously, Ryan Jones. I, I was thinking about Ryan Jones' touchdown. I was like, it's so nice being a tight end because, I mean, you just can, I guess, uh, out-leverage the defense when you're in the backfield and coming across the formation and everything like that. So, his touchdown was, those are the nice ones where you're like, Oh dang. Like I'm wide I'm wide smack open. So he's uh um, he's done
4: some blocking on the drive, some yeah. other things reward him with that easy touchdown. Oh yeah. Touchdown.
12: Yeah, those are um always always nice to get and then uh who on a big play. I think coming across the mm-hmm. uh, going into the bone yard coming left to right. That was exciting. He had a little had some wheels on him. I don't, I'm trying to think if I have I think he's had some but um you know, he he covered some ground after he made that catch.
4: One of my favorite uh, plays of Saturday. Rajay, my guy, scoring a touchdown, but I want you to watch yeah, was... Ryan Jones on this play. So number four, Ryan Jones. Where's he at? He is uh... there. One, oh, two, yeah. three guys oh, wiped nice. out like a for ball. the touchdown. Yeah, took was... out three guys. Oh yeah,
12: and I remember seeing that that play from Rajay. It was I was like, "Dadgum!" Like his cutbacks and field yep. vision, and that tight of quarters was like. I was like, that gum, that was a good run. Like, that wasn't no straight ahead, bullying by I mean, right. obviously, he broke some tackles, but like his vision, I think he cut back like three different times and almost cut back like several gaps from the initial entry into the line of scrimmage. So I was like, man, that was very impressive. Um, so the, those runs from him and then Keaton Mitchell's, I mean, um, rushing yards and the touchdowns he had, my goodness, that was, uh, that was exciting to watch. And then, um, Obviously, the tight end touchdown is great. That's three. Obviously, three games in a row. Yeah. Three games, three,
9: three tight end touchdowns. Here yeah. is the stats for the. Uh, here's the respective stats for each tight end. Ryan Jones, ten receptions, seventy one yards, on an average of seven point one. His longest on the year is twenty three yards with two touchdowns. Shane Calhoun with five receptions, fifty two yards. He average. He's averaging ten point four yards, and his longest is twenty five and a touchdown on the year. So well, both yeah, of your tight uh, ends
4: left one out. There's another tight end on this. Oh, Jarman? Aaron Jarman. Aaron. One catch, six, six yards. yards. Yeah,
12: it was that. He was going into the Murphy Center on the left. I remember seeing it. Yeah. Think... You're like
9: Sean McVay remembering all these plays.
12: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a tight end, I typically <laughs> seem to lock in on those guys.
9: But, yeah, that's exciting. Good to, to see know.
4: Jarman get rewarded because of right. this dirty work he does. Yeah. Was yeah, there
9: I anybody wish. that was kind of sharing the rock
12: with you when you were here?
9: Baggett was uh, coming mean, along. Yeah, right? yeah,
12: Baggett was coming along. Um, other than that, I was... I mean, bag it would obviously come in at twelve personnel goal line situations and things like that to add another blocker. Um but it was just me old bags holding down the tight end. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, did y'all have a fullback on the roster? It was basically just it you. it was pretty and... much me. Yeah. Um who we had Was Pursuit like a fullback type of deal? He was, well, I mean, yeah, he or was like earlier when I first arrived at E C U yeah. he was he was kind of the fullback tight end guy. Um but yeah, I mean obviously super excited that the tight ends are getting implemented into the offense, you know, as well as they are, and obviously performing on it. So, you know, they keep doing their thing. They'll keep getting fed. So, um, see good things with that. Last
4: year we saw this, and I don't think it worked out great, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, Ryan Jones on a tight end end around, and he – was that the fumble in overtime? Or am I making that up against Houston? Did you ever Um, uh, – I do vaguely start I think to think that's correct. Yeah. Did you ever have a uh, a rush, a carry in your ECU career? they ever get no it.
12: i never had um a rush the closest thing to that was like that tight end screen i had a yukon which i wish we could have done a little more if i could get the flow of it i mean we practiced it and we worked on it in practice and then um worked on that week but i don't think I ever got that chance to do it again because i think like that's definitely a feel thing you know realizing where the line's coming you know blocking and sort of work on your field of vision there um i think jokingly in practice i've like taken some handoffs and i felt like a fish <laughs> out of water it was the weirdest thing your hand to like off. yeah <laughs> i was like it was the oddest thing just doing it in practice but never like a rushing or a sweep anything like that it but, indeed was uh ryan jones on a jet
9: sweep last year in yeah. houston and he uh he coughed up the football yeah uh pirates looking to try to tie it there in overtime yeah. So.
4: That was
10: a horrible.
9: That might be a
4: a one and done uh play. We yeah. might not see that one again. But it is becoming fashionable in the NFL. Um with we've seen Kelsey mm-hmm. run the ball, mm-hmm. uh Kittle, guys like that. Have you watched the um, is it Bowers for Georgia? Is that their tight end? Yeah.
12: Pay attention to that, yeah.
9: He
4: is a uh he's a monster. He's even he,
9: like six eight guy or is he that tall and that big? But uh, I remember him in the national championship last year, and of course having a good year last year for the Bulldogs.
4: He uh he's a player, he's the next probably great tight end in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers. Name. Yeah. Um, all right, so Bryce, we get to uh this weekend against Navy. Now usually I tell you the point spread, right? but today yes. hey, i gotta turn this off because you're, you're gonna be losing oh yeah focus. My bad. uh today i'm gonna let you guess the point spread navy is oh and two they who'd they lose to week one uh delaware who'd they lose to week two uh memphis okay thank you chandler man
12: he's Had on a top boy. let's go he studied, he studied. let's go champ man
4: so oh and two two and one at east carolina here in greenville mm-hmm. beautiful greenville yep, south yep, carolina yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's eastern uh, eastern carolina, carolina university correct <laughs> what's your projected line
12: i guess the line is 18 wow wow, <laughs> wow.
9: usually it's i'm a... usually
12: i'm i feel
4: like i'm pretty good at it i think i'm i got too much personal bias here the line is 17 Bryce. <laughs> dang that's so, so i want to give you a lot of mind. props for that dang so you are expecting uh I don't want to use the word easy, but uh, a, a pirate win. I think That's so. Yeah, okay. I,
2: I feel
12: pretty good about. It. I think uh, I feel like our offense has definitely always done fairly well um, against Navy, if I'm corrected. Can we pull that up? Maybe I don't know. Uh, we
4: talked about it earlier, and and I think the focus on Navy is that option. And, yeah, is, and, ha- and yeah. But our offense, I'll say this at times, has put ECU in bad spots in these matchups. Yeah. Because if you go three and out,
12: oh, I forgot
2: we've lost.
4: You go, you go three and out, they score. You go three and out. And if you get down 10, 14, nothing to Navy, yeah, that is tough that to come back tough. from. So I think a hot start from the offense is crucial. But yeah, here are the numbers.
12: God, I was totally up. Maybe I'm just thinking of like, cause I scored two touchdowns. And <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, maybe we did pretty good. But <laughs> you
4: yourself, maybe we're doing good. What year was Yikes. that? That was Fifteen. Yikes.
12: Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I'd probably take that back. We, but, dang. I think it's the, really the defense, when like, we, when we don't, you know, if, if we have a three and out, then that just totally bashes it, and the, all that triple option just kills us. That so
4: 2012, were you here and not playing? Or I was, you? yeah, I was here. Okay.
12: That was my uh, first year, that was a home game, and yeah. like, that wasn't a pretty sight. So you
4: scored 28-21-31, you could say maybe we should win those games, I, but look, they're giving up a boatload of points. It's just those three and outs are killers because then Navy, yeah, because you only get the ball twice a quarter maybe against right. Navy. Oh yeah, so you go you you lose a whole quarter Gosh, if you go six and out. So
12: seeing those numbers is. Yeah. Kind of frustrating.
4: I'm, I wish I'd have showed you this before you guessed your point spread.
12: Because you might have <laughs> yeah. changed
4: it. So good for you for, uh, for hey, getting it we, we
12: won last year. So you know what? We're on the up.
4: Owen Daffer, a bomb field goal in a wild game last year against the midshipmen. And uh, again, right now, I, I think back to, and I didn't realize the ECU scored that many points in the um, the Mason Garcia game that he had to start because Holden Aylor was out with that false positive COVID test. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that was 27-23. to 23. Mm. And you look at the stats from that game. I Gar- think
9: Mitchell had a touchdown.
4: Uh, Ra- he had
9: a touchdown. Mason-, Mason Garcia had a touchdown, I believe.
4: Rajay Harris, 172 rushing yards eight, uh, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Garcia, Keaton Mitchell didn't do much at all that game. It was Rajay with an 80-yard touchdown run. Okay. Um, and Garcia couldn't get really anything going from the passing game. So that was uh, the stats from that one. And now this offense is primed to, yep. I think, put up some big numbers. Hopefully.
12: The bulb is primed.
4: Mm. <laughs>
12: Speak on that. <laughs> uh, you know, like uh, any kind of machinery. Okay. Yeah, that's, it's, ready, ah, it's ready to go. It's ready and to go, I'm, baby. That's what I'm saying in that type of terminology. 20, 2012
4: to 2020, Navy won five in a row in this matchup. Mm. We call that the Bryce Williams era.
2: Yeah. I lost <laughs> to him twice. Uh, uh, gummit.
4: Yeah. Um But as you said, the streak right now, East Carolina won. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're only up. Let's keep it going. We'll get uh, Bryce's official prediction at the end of today's show. Right now, we'll take a timeout, come back. We'll hear a little bit of Mike Houston. We still got to go Pirate Radio Outdoors and more with Bryce Williams. He is speaking thanks to you and your generosity. Yep. We're up to uh, 31 likes. Why not get it to 40? Why stop there? Let's keep going. Let that be the next bar set. Keep liking. Keep subbing. Let's go. We're back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
9: Back
4: with you on PRL. Rich on Facebook Live says he gave us a like just for CJ's neighbors not being subjected to his shower tunes. Huh. But I think you actually did the opposite effect there, because if CJ doesn't get likes, he cries and doesn't sing. If he gets enough likes, he's not going to cry
9: and he is going to sing. Now he's going to go. Correct. He's going to go home now and belt out some songs. Really? Oh, we're going
11: Shania Twain.
9: Let's go, girls.
11: Yeah, you, you want to hear bow, me? Bow, you're going to hear bow, me. Bow, bow. <laughs>
4: Man, I feel like a woman.
11: There you go.
4: Uh, nice. Still the run, still the one. All right, now before anybody says anything, who else got Shania Twain and Faith Hill mixed up in the late nineties and their
9: songs? Well, I did because I was one years old, and <laughs> yeah. hey, you didn't know a damn thing. A you damn. were a dummy. I was a dummy.
2: I didn't I know that. I
11: didn't know whose love it was with Tim McGraw.
4: <laughs> I remember going to your crib, not your house, your actual crib. <laughs> I'd be like, is this uh, Shania or Faith? And you were like, wow, wow, wow. I was like, you dummy, you dummy. I don't know anything. Stupid. <laughs> stupid, baby. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. So, is still the one, Faith Hill or Shania Twain? Faith Shania Hill. Shania Twain. Oh, okay. Dang. All well, right. You
5: know better than to not ask me that question.
4: I want y'all to pull up a list of songs, Shania Twain, and Faith Hill, and oh, yeah. ask me who sang it. Yeah. I'm always asking the questions. I want to be in a Shania versus Faith off. Here. I got you right now. While we're doing that. Okay,
5: Mississippi Girl.
4: Never heard of that one. Faith Hill. I
5: think Thank you're you, talking sir. about
4: Mississippi Queen. Nope. <laughs> you know what I mean?
5: I know what you mean, but that is a stupid.
4: I'm like a one year old Chandler <laughs> Dummy. Bryce is my phone-a-friend if I don't know it. So. All right. You ready? Yep.
11: Uh, the Way You Love Me. The way you
12: love me. <laughs> that's right. That,
11: that's I'm going to go
4: Faith on that one, Bryce. What are you thinking?
12: Have faith. That's the way. I got
11: it in my head. I'm going to the... go Faith.
4: All right.
12: Faith, too.
11: Correct? Yeah. All right. Good job, guys. All right. What, what Let's go. I
12: don't go too deep in their albums. Just you know. Any what? Man of Mine. Oh, oh that's yeah. it.
4: Any Man of Mine. It better walk that line. That is Shania Twain.
11: Mm-hmm. Shania Twain. There you go. All right, let's go.
4: I just thought of another great Shania Twain song. <clears throat> I hope you say it, but anyway, go ahead.
11: Uh, forever and for always.
4: That sounds oh. like Faith Hill.
5: Nope.
11: Nah,
12: no, about I think it's Twain.
4: But it's not. It's Shania
5: Twain. Stupid. I spoke too soon.
4: All okay. right. Um I gave it away. Give it away. That's red hot chili peppers. <laughs> <laughs> there
5: you go.
11: Branching out. Um, let's go. There you'll be.
4: Oh, never heard of. It.
5: Oh, I know that one.
4: I'm gonna go Martina 50 McBride.
12: 50. Well, I think it's fifty-fifty. It
6: wasn't a part Should of it's a
4: fifty-fifty chance here. Yes. It I
6: know 20. the answer red, red, red to this. One. What was the name? Uh, there
12: it's you'll be. I'm going faith. I don't yeah. like that grammar.
4: That's a
5: Faith Hill song. Faith Hill. That is a
12: Faith Hill She needs to work on her country grammar. Nelly.
11: (laughs) All right, let's do let's do one more. Let's go. uh, That don't impress me much.
4: Uh, Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Shania. Twain. There you go. (laughs) Uh, One I really wanted you to bring up was.
2: Whose bed have your boots been been under? That was too (laughs) easy though. (laughs) You're gonna know (laughs) that right away.
4: All right, good enough. Uh, Let's hear from that. By the way, was Shania versus Faith here on Pirate Radio Live? (laughs) Let's hear uh, Mike Houston's opening
7: comments from earlier today, Shirley. Obviously, uh, good to get a uh, big home win Saturday night. Uh, You know, great crowd, great atmosphere in the stadium. Uh, Very pleased with the way our team played. Um, So, uh, you know, good to get to 2-1 on the season and uh, good to win that one the way we did. Um, You know, it's uh, good to go into conference play uh, with those kind of wins back-to-back. Obviously uh you know, pretty challenging opponent coming in here this week. Uh Navy coming off a bye. Uh, you know, they're 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 always a challenge and expecting nothing different, uh, you know, this week. Um, you know, just that you know that game up there in Annapolis last year, you know, could have really went either way and uh you know, they got a lot of guys back off that squad and uh and so it's uh you know, got a lot got a work cut out for us this week. But uh, you know, I could tell the kids already. Uh Sunday evening we're uh you know really had you know turned their focus to this game and you know our older players they understand you know number one it's conference opener but number two they all understand you know just what the navy football program is uh coach neemont's done a a phenomenal job there for a long time you know he's been there for 25 years i think the last 15 is the head coach and so uh they've just done a a great job year in and year out and so we're we know that we're going to be challenged Saturday night, and uh, you know we're going to, have to play you know our best game of the year to have a shot at getting a win. So uh, you're looking forward to having uh, another home game. Uh, should be great weather. Um, finally getting some uh, fall temperatures in here this weekend, uh, and uh, looking forward to a full house again, which should make it for a pretty pretty rowdy environment. So uh, should be a great matchup, and uh, looking forward to it.
4: All right, Bryce, you know what would be great for teams heading into a game against Navy? Uh, how about a bye week?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, it has been the opposite of that in this series uh, quite frequently over the years. Another season where Navy has the bye week heading into ECU and maybe can correct some of those 0 2 mistakes. Uh, this is something Mike Houston is very aware of. And I haven't heard this whole cut, and I don't know how honest he is about it here. But Stephen Igo asked him about. Once again, Navy coming off a bye to take on East Carolina. This is cut 11, Charlie. They've
7: been able to ask me that question three of the last four years. so, um, But, you know, what I think is, and, and, and you look at some of the things that, you know, they had two tough games to start the year, okay, and they made some mistakes in those games that allowed them to, you know, not be as successful as they want to be. Um, and like I said before, you know, Coach Nehemiah has done – a phenomenal job there. He is demanding. He has uh, a high expectations for how his teams play. So what I think is you're going to see a different Navy walk in here than what uh, was on the field against Memphis. I mean, there's, I can promise you. I mean, they are going to come in here like a well-oiled machine. Uh, that's just he and his coaches, uh, I just they do a phenomenal job. So I think that's what you're going to see. Will they have some wrinkles for us? Yeah. I, I promise you they've had some wrinkles for us that they probably worked on last summer. Um, And I just think that they're going to come in here playing at a very high level. All three phases. uh, I don't think just offense. I mean, Coach Newberry does a great job defensively there. I think they do a great job on special teams. They're very aggressive in both of those phases as well. So um, I just think you're going to see a very sharp football team come in here, and I think it's going to be a great matchup.
4: By the way, Bryce, one thing uh, we didn't mention, uh, ECU uh, cleaned up the special teams at least for one week with Mm -hmm. the kicking operation. So. Mm -hmm. Good to see. Yep. Let's keep it going. Yes, most so. definitely. All right, I want to hit one more because I showed uh the Ryan Jones play where he was able to take out three guys during that great Rajay Harris run the week before, Isaiah Winstead blocking downfield, mm-hmm. really sealing the way for Keaton Mitchell's 81-yard run. Uh Mike Houston was asked about the receivers blocking downfield and uh how good of a job they've done this year. This is a uh, cut eight, Troy. Sure.
7: Well, I think that our blocking on the perimeter has been much improved this year. Uh, part of that is just you know, we have a couple of bigger guys uh, on the perimeter. But two, I think uh, you know, I think some of the new guys, I think some of the new staff, I think you know, some of the, the guys that are returning being a year older, um, I think there's just been a higher standard of accountability as far as blocking on the perimeter, blocking for each other. Um, and, and you've seen the benefits of that. You've seen you know, the screen game's been improved. We had one screen hit for a loss the other night, but really other than that one, we've been pretty effective in the screen game. Uh, anytime you see a running back have a long run, I promise you there's downfield blocking involved in that. And so uh, I think those guys take take pride in being, uh, we talk about being a better player without the ball in your hands than you are with the ball in your hands. And I think, you know, when you get guys that are doing that, you know, that's when really they turn that next uh, turn that next corner into being a complete player.
4: Alright, there is Mike Houston ahead of the matchup with Navy coming up this Saturday. Another home game. Another 6 o'clock start. Question, Bryce. Um, I did get a text from you the other day on Saturday. Oh, hmm. It was at 10.50 a.m. And you said, Clip, what channel is the game on? <sighs> Mike, I got a question for you. Did you really not know Or I'd said something to you the previous week. Did you send that just so it would make me think it would make me feel special? I didn't know. Okay, I'm fine with either way. Like (laughs) if you knew and you sent it just to be like, hey, Clip probably like it if I ask him to make him feel himself. No, I needed
12: I needed you. I extended my hand and you grabbed it and (laughs) told me the channel.
4: Well, guess what? I'm not going to tell you what channel the uh, games on this weekend. So. You can either find out for yourself or send me a text on Saturday.
12: I'll be there. I plan to be there on
4: Saturday. Hey-oh. Oh, you don't need a TV. You don't won't even need, need it. it. Take the TV, take the computer, throw it out the window. Bryce so don't need I it. I plan to be there. Will this be the first game you'll attend this over year? Of the year, yeah. Wow. All right. Good deal. So, pirate radio tailgate's on? I should be flirting around that area. You say flirting or floating? Flirt. Or a little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. <laughs> Alright, we'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams when we return on a Tuesday edition of PRL and get his prediction. Bryce has been good with his predictions this year. We'll see if he's got another winner for us coming up. Yep. Next segment as we uh, wrap it up on PRL. Back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: It was a rough day for the stock market today. The Dow fell 313 points, closed out at 30,706. NASDAQ was down 109 points at 11,420 and the S&P was down 43 points and ended the day at 3,855. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff.
4: All right, so last week, uh, Captain Cardin, Shane Carden was on the Hoist the Colors podcast with Igo, and I made a, a little jab and said, Me looking at the list of shows you've been on since I've invited you to come on Pirate Radio, and it was the picture of Chris Jericho and his 1,000 holds or whatever. So Shane hit back and went back and forth, and he said, Tell Bryce Williams people to contact my people. I want Bryce to interview me. And Shane is actually—y'all have talked about this, Bryce. So we're going to try to set up a Bryce Williams asking the questions to Shane Carden, which I I think would be fascinating. Yeah, right here on Pirate Radio. I mean,
12: I guess I can go football. I can just kind of go wherever I want.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know him personally. You were at the man's wedding, Mm -hmm. so, and and you said you want to lob a few softballs. Yep, yep. That's how you. But you want to ask some hard hitting stuff too. Ask something. Which made me think, Bryce. I have a question for you. So you dated your uh, lovely wife Mm -hmm. Anna, but y'all dated while you were in school Mm
12: -hmm. last year. The last.
4: Okay. Well, how about? Did any and it could have been female drama, maybe it was classes, maybe, mm-hmm. but did any of that stuff ever affect you game week, game day? Like, I mean, um, you know what I'm saying? No, like, no, no, and you're the wrong person to ask this. You're so you got everything figured out,
12: yeah. Everything was, you know, she was a freshman, uh, we were obviously early dating, so it was just yes to everything. I do, you know, you know, what I'm saying like she didn't have anything to complain about, like like you know when you're early start dating you everything's just all
4: and y'all got pretty like uh, not serious but exclusive yeah so there was no run like other yeah, options she was.
12: Or, i mean there was really hardly nothing to ever complain about or have any drama in our relationship um and uh so and i've never had any right. nothing bothered me she was supportive
4: chandler you know, on excited. monday i want you to ask the current players the same question of those guys yeah
9: okay i love how you put this on me but i'll do it yeah, yeah.
4: because look they're college kid i mean think about when you're in college and like all the stuff you got going on off the feet you know not yeah. that we were ever on the field but you know life is real and and if we get honest answers i doubt it but and you're playing d1 high level football and you're like trying to get ranked and like you're playing
12: big
9: games but it's just and it could be other things too it could be school you can yeah. fill a test that week or do any anything Fam,
12: family. family issues or whatever yeah, yeah. so yeah anyway thankfully uh-huh. yeah i mean i never had any drama really during any of my you seem like a drama free dude yeah, I, yeah pretty pretty drama free yeah i would say for the most part if i don't catch a fish and or <laughs> see a deer that's about the worst of it
4: that's the worst and if that's the worst that can happen to you bryce you're doing all right yep yep on that note uh, how you been doing in those departments? Let's go pirate radio outdoors uh, real quick.
12: Yeah, it was good. to See what was I was at a wedding last weekend, but been doing some stuff recently. Finally, some corn has been picked in eastern North Carolina, or as the Pitt County in deer corn. So I can start feeding deer. Um, so I just picked up 1,200 pounds of oh, deer corn today, and I bought some like food plot stuff to kind of throw out there as well to kind of give them a salad bar as they like to say Mm -hmm. give them something when everything else is brown and dying they've got a nice green nice um, food plot to munch on so I purchased that
4: a nice
2: last Um, meal
12: yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is right so I've been working on that you know finally got deer corn uh, food plot so I'll be feeding and I did put some out the other week but I had to buy that from Davidson County when I was home Um, so I've been doing a lot I guess more so preparation stuff so far um, This week Which I'm excited But I'm not I haven't jumped in the woods yet It is bow season But it's just hot right now And I'm like Man I don't I'm gonna wait Till it gets just A little more cooler And the deer corn's Been out there A little bit longer So they know There's a nice free Buffet Alright You know So we've, we've been at it In some form or fashion
4: might take me a uh, bottle of catalina out there and have a salad myself
12: yeah hey come on it's uh what have I what i get radishes Oh man, with some like some clovers mixed in there yeah but you know i mean it's good stuff
2: yeah i mean sounds it, good. it's
12: good stuff i did oh i did um been practicing shooting my bow you know i haven't shot it all year for a whole or you know, at least a year i said well i guess it's about time for me to see how i'm doing Pfft, stacked them right in there as tight as it can be but you know tight as a tick i like that so i said you know what next time i'm shooting this thing will probably be hopefully out of deer so
4: i think you should watch robin hood prince of thieves 1991 as some inspiration on shooting arrow yeah check that out bryce it was god you're an old man seven years ago Bryce Williams scored two touchdowns against the Navy Midshipmen.
12: Golly, it's been that long.
4: Five catches, 47 yards, two touchdowns. Not quite enough to get it done that day. I know. Pirates lost 45-21. What will the score be this Saturday hmm. when the Pirates take on the Midshipmen?
12: Well, I'll see. I already got my spreads at 18. Yep, seven, but it is 17. I mean, looking at our previous averages – Um, we've really just been ticking into the 30s I think it was Mm -hmm. I mean offense is you know looking good obviously this is definitely a different um, opponent a little more difficult one to handle as far as this is going to some past stats Um, I'm going ECU 35 maybe 21 21 I mean, I'm not thirty-five, quite, 21. Yeah, so. All right, and Pirates will Let's go see. to three and
4: one uh, against the yeah, spread. Yeah, it's ECU, and three and one course. on the year. Yeah, yep. ECU. Pirates uh, undefeated against the spread right now, but two and one in the record books. Bryce, uh, have fun at the game, bud. Oh, uh, sorry. No, I just saw that. We uh, got. Quick Shirley?
5: breaking news: Kurt Benkert, yeah, former it. ECU quarterback, uh, has mm. been signed by the 49ers. Uh, that That's fun. all. That's all.
4: All right. Good deal. Uh, Of course, Trey Lance going down. Jimmy G, one of your old uh, QBs, uh, uh, went in and played well on Sunday, but they needed another to add. So, congratulations, Kerb and
10: Curb.
4: All right. We'll uh, see you next week, Bryce. See y'all later. And we'll come back with you Wednesday, three o'clock, on new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Tuesday. We'll see you Tuesday, but Bryce, we
12: got another show to do tomorrow, which is going to be Wednesday. Oh, I thought you were talking about me next week on a Wednesday. My bad. I'll tell you, the world doesn't revolve around you, Bryce.
4: (laughs) But I
1: wish it did. I wish you were here every day. Yes, sir. But we'll see you Wednesday, 3 o'clock. Pirate Radio Live. So long, buddy. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.